Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There must be something in your life that's stressing you out, right? Work, family, relationships? You need advice. Well... We have the perfect podcast for you. It's Ask Mimi. In this new Stitcher Premium podcast, Mimi, a 92-year-old food critic, offers advice on food and life to live callers from across the country, members of a live audience and celebrity guests. People like comedians Mo Rocca, Nagin Farsad, Aparna Nancherla, and Sashir Zamata. Mimi's famous for her wit, her brilliance, and her complete unwillingness to give an F what anyone thinks of her. In other words... When she gives you her opinion, she does not sugarcoat it. Ask Mimi is moderated by Dan Pashman from the Sporkful Podcast. Listen to Ask Mimi and Stitcher Premium now. Go to stitcherpremium.com forward slash ask Mimi. Use the promo code BOND and get a free month trial of Stitcher Premium. Or hear the first episode for free. It's up now in the Sporkful feed. Get the Sporkful wherever you listen. And now, on with the show. Well, it's the James Bonding Podcast, and we were just talking about it here, that we might have the most hours clocked by three people in podcasting in human history. I'm Matt Gorley. I'm Matt Myra. And we're here today with Kevin Porter of Gilmore Guys, of Good Christian Fun. Hello. And of probably just as many hours podcasting. I mean, not as many. I know I don't have as many as Myra for sure. Yeah. We might be neck yeah. and neck. I'm not sure. That's, that's fair, Mr. Gordon. I have yeah. a weird, you know, head start on everybody as far as like clocking the weekly of eighty something comedy and everything else's. And then there was a period of time where Nerdist was three a week. Three. I Good was about Lord. to say yeah. three a week. We is, were three a week for a while. That'll mm-hmm. get you ahead. Matt, you've been podcasting longer than any of us. That's that may be my thing. Yeah. When did Super Ego start? Two thousand six. Woo! Boom! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was before Serial invented podcasts. I know. <laughs> yeah, and we did it on wax cylinder. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Hey, it was incredible. That's like Jimmy Pardo times. That's right. Yeah, I think around the same time. What do you think now is what podcasting was in two thousand six? That ten years from now we'll be like, oh man. Only three guys yeah. were doing this it, in twenty eighteen. Uh, it's not VR, right? Like that's. I hope not. <laughs> I, know, I really I hope not. What would be the point? 
of VR. Of VR podcasting. Oh, I'm not, I'm not saying VR <laughs> podcasting, although. <laughs> Hear me out, fellas. <laughs> Hear me out. Uh-huh. I'm listening because that's the only media this I put supports. On, uh, I put on the PlayStation VR. My wife got it for me for Christmas last year. Um, and look, I was like, oh, what content is there in VR at this point? And it, you know, still early stages, but PlayStation had a YouTube VR selection that you could go to. And it's a lot of like um, uh, snowboarders and uh, like Red Bull plane stuff that you can look 360. Any Crash Bandicoot? No Crash (laughs) Bandicoot. Not interested then. Uh, But there was a large selection of um, pretend dates I could go on. No. With with ladies. Wait, like just casual dates? Yeah. Or do they turn dark? No, they didn't get dark. Wait, was it a game or was it literally no, like, it was a like a Tinder? No, it was on the YouTube VR situation. So it's actual video of live action video or yeah, CG? Yeah, yeah, Live action video. You're watching it and you in know the name of VR. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt. <laughs> guys, I, it turns out I can't podcast tonight. You, you guys have been listening to or watching too much James Bond. <laughs> I, want, I do want the James Bond movie where he's like, monogamy's tight. And he's and he's like it's preaching coming. to yeah, yeah, it's coming. Do you yeah. think? I think it has to. Spectre come. Part Two. Spectre Two. Well, Living Daylights is probably the closest to that, or Quantum of Solace because he, well, I no, mean, he gets of... he gets it on with Strawberry Fields, yeah. but the other the main girl kind of refuses him. Right, he doesn't sleep with. So him. he yeah. there's no sex scene in Living Daylights. Well, Living Daylights, he's monogamous. Okay, well, but it like they cut away. Because he, yeah. it's implied in the cold opening when he lands on that boat with that woman. Oh, very true. That they're gonna do it, but then, um, but does he not have an overnight scene with Kara? Uh, an overnight scene. That's the gentleman's <laughs> version of a sex scene. Well, how do you think I courted my wife? <laughs> you said you you walked up to her and you said, "My my darling, would you care to have an overnight scene?" No, <laughs> she came out of the bathroom and Mister Demille, I'm ready for my overnight scene. <laughs> I just want to know, there's got to be, I mean, obviously not where they show his sex scene, but there's got to be a movie where it's not implied he has sex, right? No. Or is it literally every movie? Literally every movie, It's yeah. part of the trope. Like, yeah. like it, he might as well and it's usually be getting three. a martini. It's like yeah. a Marvel thing where it's like, you got to have a scene here, you got to have yeah. this kind yeah. of scene. Honestly, really? honestly yeah. uh a sex scene with a woman who dies in the next scene is the Infinity Stone of James Bond. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just yeah, oh, I'm trying to think that there's literally not a single one. No. I mean, that's the, that's the it's deal. It's the formula they, yeah. they landed on. Yeah. Listen, I don't want to project here, but I just think James, he might be happier with a life of abstinence and purity <laughs> would be... He, he seems unhappy right now, yeah, and it feels like... Seem, he's searching for something. Did he that's that the feeling? thing. He yeah. wants something more. It yeah. leaves him empty inside at well, the I end of the that's night. that's why lately he just threatens to leave all the time. Right, that's right, right, right. You know, he's, he's rebelling, to, he's repressed. <laughs> but if you look at how he ended up, you know, when he, in Skyfall, when he's... Um, on that island, uh, presumed dead, he doesn't seem particularly happy. That's very true, except he is having sex with, I think, a Turkish woman? Yeah. Yeah. But obviously does not make him happy. Mm -mm. Nor does the booze, nor does the scorpion. Well, I want James to evolve. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) 
Kevin, what's your history with James Bond? Did, were you a fan? Is it a passing familiarity? Well, JB, I, I gotta I gotta come clean and confess that I do have more of a passing familiarity. That's fair. And casual. But the thing is, I feel like I do wanna after especially after watching this one, I do wanna watch all of them now. Oh. Just to see how they compare. And honestly, um, do you guys read Film Crit Hulk? Yes. All? Yeah. I he put out a really nice piece about literally every James Bond Super movie long. ever. Super, yeah. It's literally the size of a book. Yeah. And I read up about From Russia with Love for this episode. Oh, how nice. And it it feels like something that it would be interesting to contrast and compare as you guys do on this show. How would you as a as a as a viewer, how would you approach it? Would you start at Dr. No and then go through? Yeah, well, I've only seen the Daniel Craig movies, minus Quantum of Solace, okay, okay. and Dr. No, uh-huh. and From Russia with Love. I've not seen anything in between. Oh, That's wow. Phenomenal. But you're a Pierce Brosnan fan? No, you were just doing no. I was tips. just nagging. You. Okay, great. All right, that that happened before the recording. Also, Skyfall's better than Casino Royale. But whoa, whoa. it's not. I I really don't. <laughs> I will say though, I listening to that episode, I was like, they're right. This is just kind of like a casual fans version of the best Bond because the story is so linear, yeah. and it seems to be like the death knell of the. Don't you see? He wanted to get caught, trope, yeah. which yeah. I'm very happy about. Yeah, but I, like for example, in this movie, which was made many years ago yeah. and was like, I if I understand correctly, much less Byzantinely plotted than right. a lot of James Bond. Very, movies. I noticed that today. Very straightforward. It's pretty yeah. straightforward. Yeah. But even still, I had to keep referring back to the Wikipedia synopsis of yeah. like. Okay, who wants what? Yeah. So that lady's with Russia? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I think that's me with spy movies in general, mm-hmm. where like the the intrigue, if it's not super straight across the plate, and I, I don't think I'm a dummy. I think no. I'm a fairly intelligent person. But spy stuff, I get I get lost when it's just like, he was working for blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now he's here. And now he's with Spectre. And now he's with Smash uh, I, I, or Smosh. Know, Smirsh. Or Smirsh. I think the one I, I didn't never say. landing on Smirsh. Part of me is, is a lot like that and that may be why i love spy movies because i'm not always following it so there are planned twists and then sometimes there are some unintended twists where i'm just catching up with the plot and it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. the twist for you is that it makes sense yeah, yeah. living through the protagonist's eyes i like it when, better like that you're way. finding out something when they do sure yes, that's right yeah that seems like a fun way to do it um for those of our listeners who haven't uh, ever checked out a Kevin Porter podcast? I cannot recommend them enough. Oh, thanks. Buddy. No, of course. Uh, Gilmore Guys was. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. It was my favorite podcast to do. Is uh, that true? Yes. Oh, that's very I sweet. I've told Kevin this personally that, that it's my greatest regret because they had asked me to do it, and I was at a really busy time in my life and couldn't, and I just felt like I never. I never got back. But it's a very sweet and very gentle rejection. <laughs> was it? I yes. hope so because it, it was, was earnest. It yeah, was, no, I yeah. felt that. Okay, I felt good. the earnest. My regret was not coming on to Lyra in season five. That's true. I, and I, any Chilton time. I know. And we did want you before, but <laughs> we were know. like, Matt wouldn't want to do this show. Uh, Who cares? Depressing. Uh, I had no one else to talk to about Gilmore Girls with. Anyway, yeah. So if you uh, if you've even had a passing interest in. Uh, Gilmore, you don't even have no. to watch the show to enjoy their podcast. They yes. did such a great job with it, and it's uh, all available. 
wherever podcasts it's all are available. Not sold. We're not right. going behind a paywall, baby. No, uh, we're not doing that. <laughs> Wait, did you guys you go behind that? a paywall? Not only we're, because it has, uh, just hasn't happened. Yeah, it has not happened. Yeah, you know but it's gonna, gonna happen. Well, Listen, I think it was supposed to. They're having what I would say is a podcast overload over here at Airwolf, where they probably forgot us. That's pretty good. <laughs> but you know, we're also Earwolf East over here. You're a Pasadena podcaster as well. I was, yes, I was telling Mr. Gorley, I was so excited to drive less than 10 minutes <laughs> away from podcast. my. And in fact, the route I took was half of my route uh, every morning when I go on a run. <gasps> I, I run through this area. Too. Is that true? Where, how far west do you get? So I go, I'm really doxing myself, but who cares? I, I go on Orange Grove, go over the Colorado Street Bridge. Yeah. And then go all the way up to uh, wh- whatever that first street is after that intersection at the light. Uh, you mean all the way to Figueroa, like past Little Flower or right there where that little cafe is? Not the cafe. I, I turned before then, but it's oh, a neighborhood San street. Rafael. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So then I go left on that and then run back. And then that's. You guys need to. If you, you go on runs see, together. You don't see. Wait, you go left on San Rafael? Yeah. That's where Meryl Streep's house is. Really? Yeah, that high. makes sense because there are. There's quite a few gated. Uh, yeah. And I do imagine like this would be a perfect place, sort of, because it's close to the freeway, but it's still secluded yeah. and very quiet. That's like Mansion Row where the Batman house is. Totally. From the 60s and stuff like that. Also, guys, did we just dox Meryl Streep? I think. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to bleep this out? <laughs> I'm gonna. We might have or it, can we no. use this as leverage to get her as a guest on James oh, Bond? She's been hounding me. Yeah, yeah. She, she's a real Brosnan defender oh, too. Yeah. I we think. actually keep she's saying a, no to her. She, yeah, she's she, a Bros hound. From we way just back. can't handle that heat right now. Well, it's never a good look when guests pitch themselves on podcasts. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Sometimes no, it's I a think, good look. I yeah. think it's. I think it's always. You know, if publicly someone's like, "I really want to go on this podcast," and it's a podcast that I have something to do with, I'll be like, "That's great." Yeah, That's sure. how we got uh, Maurice Lamarche that way. Yes, That's really. Right. Yeah. He wow. Was a fan and a listener, and, and Paul Rust just emailed us. Yeah. I'm delightfully so. But that that warms your heart when that happens, you know? Because we're fans of his. I think, too, when it's someone of a certain stature and they pitch themselves. Like with with Gilmore, we had Sarah Hayward, who was a writer on Girls, pitch herself as a guest. Uh And and there was a few, Stacey Orstano, who's a great actress from Friday Night Lights and Bunheads. She's like, I want to do... It is a relief. Yeah. What What I'm finding now... And I don't know what's creating this perception. I don't know if you guys get on your uh-huh. podcast a lot, but a lot of listeners will just pitch themselves yeah. as guests. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, and it's always like goodwill. And by the way, I bet some of them would be great on the show. No but I have no yeah. way of knowing. That's yeah. the problem: is you don't know what yeah. you're getting. Yeah. And as someone who does a podcast where you you don't often know what you're getting with the guests, and I was there too sure. because you don't know what you're getting. Oh it's, yeah, that's it's gotta be nerve wracking till the minute you start talking and yeah. you see like okay, they're all right, they're all right. Yeah, yeah it's not like a couple of outliers. It, it it it's uh it's an anomaly that you would talk to someone on that show who has any experience on a podcast. So right. Right. when yeah. you do talk to them, it's like yeah, it's that's very much a first date. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. why I like the episodes where it's someone 
I know in some way that's like played some small right, part sure. that you can just you know you're in for a good conversation. I like being like I like when we're, I'm surprised by a guest. Like I have this one idea of what they're going to be, and this would happen a lot mm-hmm. on the Nerdist podcast. Like when Tom Cruise came on, he was super specific about everything he was Tom into. And- was by the way, if you listen to the Tom Cruise episode of the Nerdist podcast, you will listen to one hour of charming nothing. <laughs> He that makes says sense. so many things and talks about things he likes to do, but without getting specific about, like, we could ask him, you know, if he was like, I love Gatorade, man. And we'd be like, well, what's your favorite flavor of Gatorade? And he'd be like, they're all great. Yeah. <laughs> Gatorade is <just laughs> <Yeah>. the best. <laughs> like, so it's like, it's charming. And yeah. like, mm-hmm. I get it. He's mm-hmm. like Tom Cruise and he has to like still be popular in in uh, it's like he's running globe. for president yeah, yeah 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 totally but i think i even think that version of celebrity culture is going so out of phase i agree now where i feel like the specificity of people's in, like when obama i think a month or two ago he released here's all my favorite books from last year he did like a top 10 of like here's my favorite that. books yeah, here's yeah, all the yeah. albums i listened to he did like the teeny tiny version of soderbergh's media diary sure sure <laughs> And I think that's sort of, that's a narrative that people are into more, especially right. as things get more and more niche. People love yeah. lists. Yeah, that's right. They can't get enough lists, and I, you know, and it's like so funny too. Like when people would come on and be so much more fun than I thought they would be. Like um, I'm just trying to think of like an example. Uh, like Josh Brolin. Oh yeah, was like super enjoyable to really? be around and I kind of think we became best friends but I haven't talked to him since Thanos? Uh, and, <laughs> Homer? Uh, but then there's like people like Harrison Ford where you're just like expecting a grumpy man mm-hmm. and a grumpy man shows up yeah. and it for that that was like enjoyable because like I just got to watch Hardwick in his, in his mode <laughs> treading of like, water in his mode of like oh what studio did no. you do that in? we did that not melt. That was at Comic Con. Oh, okay. That was at a ho. That was at the Hard Rock Hotel, like a room there. Well, listen. Anyway, I think honestly, I think the fans of our podcasts enjoy this kind of discussion. Yeah, and it's all about the fans. Yeah, it we is. Don't ever. There's no like <laughs> talking podcasts. Podcast. We're like, I'll let's, bet let's there's do a panel. But like, where people come on a panel about their own podcasts oh, and their right. own experiences. I am truthfully waiting for someone to do a fantastic oral history of podcasts, at least even in LA, podcasting for the last 10 to 15 years. Well, they did uh, that Earbuds movie. Oh, yeah. That I was yeah. Uh, never asked to be. That's interesting. On. I was like, that was Graham, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. in that very briefly. I'm not. Not even a not even a blip a footnote. But did that did that come out? <laughs> it did. Didn't it? It, did. it was at L.A. Podfest. Yeah. Oh, that's it right. We were there. 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 No. Yeah. We didn't see it because uh, again we weren't invited. Uh, anyway. Ooh, man. Ooh, oh. 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 Let's talk <laughs> ad revenue splits. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who's getting what from who? I love Graham. He shares my birthday. We're is birthday, that true? We are birthday birthday bros. Oh. Uh, oh. I do that podcast. Birthday bros. I just invite people who were born on August fifth. You'd run out of guests so quick. <laughs> or would I? <laughs> you'd just, yeah, you'd have to go through like the DMV. It would be me, Lonnie Anderson. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Graham Elwood. And, uh, oh, Neil Armstrong's dead. Mine would be me, Drew Carey, Jewel, hey. 
Scatman Crothers. This is great. This is amazing. Joan this Collins. is great. Yeah. This is a great that lineup. would be a like a hell of a dinner. Right Here's there. what oh I want to know out there: uh, who in podcasting? Because I know there's a lot of fans who know a lot of things about everybody. Mm-hmm. Who in podcasting that has a podcast uh, could have the best four person? Sketch Fest podcast panel with people born on their birthday. I think oh I just gosh. named it. I think you might <laughs> me. You might be number one right now. Drew Carey, yeah, Jewel, yeah, uh, Scatman Crothers, Crothers, and Joan Collins. The points don't matter. Joan Collins, uh, yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Kevin? Uh, it would be a it would be a two hander with me and Michelle Trachtenberg. I think <laughs> just talking about Euro I trip and I Buffy season six. What? When's your birthday? October eleventh. I think there's one other celebrity. Ten eleven. Ten eleven. That's great. Uh, I also that's shared my, with uh, former uh, mega church pastor Mark Driscoll was that's born my on wedding the... anniversary. Is that true? Yeah. You know who else's wedding anniversary it is? Uh, Moshe and um, and Natasha. Also. October eleventh. Yeah. Well, you you know who else it is? Yeah, who so. else? Bill and Hillary Rodham Clinton. No. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that's the day when people truly in love. <laughs> Jane Krakowski. Hey. Oh. Emily Deschanel. Oh, Michelle Trachtenberg. Um. Yeah. Bones. I got, I got a birthday twin with bones. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's amazing. Uh, Oh, that's man. good. Every time you look this up now, it's all YouTube stars. I know. It's Ooh, so difficult. That's all it is. Oh my god. Guys, I think we should become YouTubers this after this my... podcast. Uh, I know we got to do a James Bond podcast, but I'm just going to take a real quick <laughs> This is a, like such a weird, delightful question I've asked, and I hope someone comes up with an answer. <laughs> well, at this point, I, I do want to ask because this is something that Demi and I actually faced by the end of Gilmore Guys, where it's like, are we going to just be done forever? Would we cycle through the episodes again? Uh-huh. And if we did, then what would be like the goals and the perspective What's that the we hook would then? want? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Which <laughs> sounds more accusatory than I'm making it out I to be. I feel like you're gonna ask. So, us something. what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say like what, what, and, and especially now doing the show where you're not yeah. only have you seen these movies x amount of times, yeah. but you're talking about them on record for literally the second time. Yeah. 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 What, what do you hope to get out of it at this point? You know, Ooh. honestly. I think part of why Matt and I do it again is that we like it. We like we to do, talk about James Bond. Mm-hmm. We had burnt ourselves out a little bit because we went for like four years or something. Yeah. But they got fewer and farther in between. Yeah. But this time we were obligated to do it weekly, and it still does not feel like a chore. Yeah, we're not in chore territory yet. No. That's sort Which of is ironic yet. given that it's a weekly commitment. Yeah. Right? It's sometimes tough to come up with a topic in between that we formats, yeah. Yeah, that we are like Which we interested often, on. honest to God, and I think the audience can can will let peek behind the James Bonding curtain. We a lot of those that you've heard in the last th- three months, we have not been on the same in the same state. I've is been, that true? You've been, been Skyping? We've yeah. been Skyping, but each recording oh. our own audio. Because of Matt's schedule, we have to do it, it like together. early Saturday morning, yeah. but we haven't done any of the off-brand movies yet, which we can now, yeah. I think, start now to get I'm to. Home. Yeah. Uh, you can do Woody Allen's Casino Royale. That's right. You can We've do talked about it. You know, Maurice's... Spy Hard. <laughs> I would love to do Spy Hard. I don't think I've seen that. I would like oh, to do that, too. Oh, it's so delightfully like... Sure. It's like, it's kind of like, oh, Leslie, uh, stop. 
but one, it's nice to see. One I want to insist, and I don't know if we've talked about it much on here, and it doesn't seem to get brought up, is an 80s movie called Never Too Young to Die with John Stamos, who's like a... Have co- mercy. I know, yeah. It's like a college James Bond, and he's got like an <laughs> Asian dorm roommate who's his cue, and guess who his father is? George Lazenby. Oh my god! Wow. Yes, and Gene Simmons is the bad guy, and he's fucking crazy <laughs> in this thing. It's really worth a watch, and it's got a theme song. Anyway, we'll talk. We, we've more got about a lot it. to get to. Yeah. And also, what I like about doing it weekly uh, is that we do those in between episodes where we're not focused on a movie. Yeah. So, like last week, we ranked every director of the James Bond franchise. Mm-hmm. Who was number one with a bullet? Martin Campbell. Okay. The man who directed. The Green Lantern was number one. Really? I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> oh, wow. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah. yeah. Really? He really hey, was... I'll put convey. Where he did was... where did Mendez rank on that list? He was upper half for okay. us. Yeah. 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 Uh, his problem is that he also made Spectre. Um, I, it's bad, right? It's not we, good. Again, we say this uh, every time we start talking about it. We were so blinded by the joy of having Bond back in our life when we saw that movie that we were very, very keen on it. I, very keen. I went through that as well with a certain TV show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> I do you think we'll do that again with the new one? Spectre? We are, no, with, here's my no, thing with the did. new Bond 25. Oh, we're going to go through the exact same You think? Thing. Because, I guarantee. No, I think you're jaded now. I think we might not because that kind of happened with me with Star Wars this time. Uh-huh, oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Where, where the excitement didn't overwhelm your, yeah. your critical and eye. And I was super excited. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It is, you know, here's the thing. Uh, every uh, week now, we here's start talking about Star Wars. So, this is the longest we're ever going to go without talking about the movie. But I enjoy both of you conversationally so much that I feel like, let's go there. Uh, there's only, there's such a saturation now. And just the, it's almost like a threat from Disney that we're going to be given this many more Star Wars yeah. movies. It's like mom saying, oh, you smoked a cigarette? Uh-huh. We'll smoke yeah. the yeah. whole pack every fourth yeah. quarter until like, 2026. When you're swimming in the ocean and the waves get too big, so you can't swim to shore yet, you just have to keep swimming over the top of them. Yeah. My analogies are That's a weird notch. analogy. That's an analogy of someone who grew up in Long Beach. Yeah, I suppose. No, 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 we get it. It's waves. We're swimming on it. Yeah. Han Solo's the, the, the undertow that's going to pull us that and works. drown us. That into may the, be the case. I, that trailer was spectacularly uh, nothing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that movie is. I it's nothing. All I'm that not movie sure is is like incredible shots of Daniel, Donald Glover. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, he looks great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie, although I like that actor a lot. That's playing him, but who knows if he's right for that? Or so you thought you did. Yeah, we'll, we'll I mean, find that. Out. Find out. Find Memorial out Day when, weekend. Uh, James Bonding dives in to solo a Star Wars story. <laughs> you guys you heard it in first. You guys could a hundred percent do Patreon episodes. That's just the Star just Wars. The J- Star Wars movies. Yeah. yeah, I might be into that. Yeah, yeah. We should if we're gonna do it. We should do it over the next three months. Set up our Patreon and just. Knock them out. Listeners, yes. holler at Matt and Matt. Would Tell them like what you want us, on the Patreon. Would you like to hear us do every Star Wars movie in, rele- not release order, but canonical order? Ooh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Well, one, oh, two, three, three. Four, one, two, three, Rogue, Rogue One. One, four. four. No, actually, it'd be one, two, three. It'd be one, two, three, solo, Rogue One, four. Oh. Five, six. Seven. Oh. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Just break your brain a little bit, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. How many would so there'd be 
you guys are talking yourself out of the Patreon already. <laughs> It'd be like 12 movies? How yeah. many? That'd be interesting. I'd be into it. But then you have to do the Clone Wars episodes <laughs> and figure out where oh, they, they fit, fit into the in canon? the canon. Yeah, oh, and do it between, chronologically. No, I'm no, out. It's between two and three. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, episode two, between episode All two of and three. That's right. I think yeah, so. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Yeah. And then you have the two, net, uh, not Netflix, the Disney streaming service TV shows that you can That's do. right. Plus the two Ewok movies and the holiday special. The Ooh, I will yes, tell you yes, yes. the most vivid nightmare I've ever had in my life was from the Ewok movie. Uh, because I grew up, uh, our house behind our house was woods. Uh, not unlike your house your, behind your house. The house, I'm sorry, behind my house. I had started. It's my sentence. favorite horror movie. House behind the house. Yeah. The woods are coming from inside the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had woods grow. You know, we had just a property line that was like a rock wall. It was just trees and 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 uh, it looked like Endor, right? Oh man! So when. I saw that movie for the first time. The Skeletor-like creature person, the bad guy mm. in the in it's been the, a while for me in the Ewok. Movie. I watched it last night. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I still, it's all, it's still in my head. Like it's still <laughs> every burned. night before bed. You're right. That nightmare is still burned about. into my head. But it was all of the bad guys coming up through my backyard. Oh yeah, to attack the house. Whoa! And it was horrifying oh. to me. Man, and I that that movie is responsible. for Well, maybe it's time to face your fears and do some immersion therapy. Oh, this is going to be a time. If you would like to hear of the the James Bonding on Star Wars, Star Warsing, Star Warsing with Matt and Matt, uh, occasional appearances by Kevin. Um, Occasional, yeah. Well, no, that's that's fair. That makes sense. We'll talk about it. Uh, For three hundred dollars for that tier, you can get a shout out on the show. You realize how excited Emily Schmemley is going to be about this prospect. That's true because she loves the prequels. Loves them. Yeah, prequels Uh, have gotten a weird backlash. Backlash love in the last couple uh, years. Yeah, elastic band of love. It's almost like the the prequels are George W. Bush, and everyone's like, "Not wrong." You know what? They're kind of good. Actually, yeah. if you compare Force Awakens, you're not to, wrong. It's uh, like two things can be bad. The, uh, the, <laughs> it is pure nostalgia. I want to point everybody towards the Red Letter Media review of the Force Awakens. Oh, not Phantom Menace. The Force no, no, Awakens. No, the Force Awakens, because he talks about Mike talks about the the weird sort of all of a sudden love of the prequels as The Force Awakens was coming out. Mm. How there were all these think piece articles of like, 10 reasons why The Phantom Menace isn't that bad. Or mm-hmm. like, 10 reasons ring why theory the... Ring theory horse yeah. shit. <laughs> yes, he goes deep into the ring theory thing. You watched this then. No, I didn't. Oh, Matt, you would love it. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's uh, Mr. Plinkett Reviews. Yeah, I wish you'd just talk in a normal voice. Agreed, and I wish there weren't the intercut craziness that they have with like the murdering of uh, prostitutes, etc. Wait, does he do it in a character? Yes, the yeah, entire yeah, yeah. time. Yeah. Hmm. But, Interesting. honestly, the content of the review is so good that it, over- that it overrides that, that whole okay, thing. That's Great. true. But that Force Awakens one, because I believe the first part of it was like the first 40 minutes is about the state of the star wars uh fandom and Mm -hmm. disney Mm -hmm. and it's endlessly fascinating to me well we're only 28 minutes in (laughs) sounds is this the longest you guys have gone without talking about the movie i'm sorry for derailing it folks rails we can put no rails. Yeah, that that's all right but i have to say rails in this movie this (laughs) is we might be relatively quick on this film because 
these are the fewest notes I've ever taken because I was just watching. Wow. Just watching. Yeah. Just taking it in. Movie washes over me like a warm bath. This is your favorite? This is my favorite. It's nine. your number one with a bullet. It's my yeah. number one. There's always debate in my mind of Casino Royale sneaking into the number one sure. spot. Yeah. But for me, classic James Bond is this movie. Mm-hmm. This From Russia with Love for me is just so perfectly done uh, as a 60s spy thriller, as a suave British agent. Sure. Dealing with the enemy of Russia and dealing with Spectre. It really all uh, comes together. In this this one today, I was loving it. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I would love to see a remake of this. Not like even with Daniel Craig, that's like a slow burn, just takes its time. Kind of, this is like the most John Le Carre of any of them. Well, I was going to say that it's almost Hitchcocky. Yes, yes. And it's and especially with the blonde woman uh-huh. who kind of looks like a God, Hitchcock I never dame put that and, together how much yeah. it is and well, on the train. And well, and especially the North by Northwest yeah. stuff at the end with the helicopter yeah, coming yeah. at him. Like, but this was before when was North by Northwest? I don't know. No, 64? that was. Wait, was that was that in the I don't know. 50s or 60s? Hold on. I think that's Hold uh, on. Kanye we're, Kim's fifth baby. We're now entering one of my favorite tropes of podcasts is... Let me look that up. Guys figuring out what year's movies came <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> 59. Oh. They oh. just cribbed it. Classic NXNW. cribbing. Mm. Oh, man. I mean, that, it still works. God, no, I love nuts. that movie, too, yeah. though. Yeah. Jeez. But in North by Northwest, they're not dropping grenades. That's oh. fair. They're dropping crop dust, right? That's right. They're just buzzing them. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So they up the ante. So it's again. a superior movie based 100%. on the, the deadliness of the how weapon. How many grenades are dropped in a movie? That's yeah. how much I like it. Mm. <laughs> you must have loved Black Hawk Down then. <laughs> Did I ever. <laughs> Did you just love the video game Kaboom? Was that a game where you just dropped grenades? No, I'm thinking it's... Is that a squirrel game? No, it was like you had to catch bombs <laughs> in buckets. Every game is that squirrel game. Monopoly, is that a squirrel it. game? He's yet to find it. He's yet to find it. I have to find it? No, he has yet to find what the squirrel game is. So oh, I'll mention gotcha. a game. I'll be like, hey, have you played uh, Call of Duty uh, World War II yet? And then Kevin, of course. Is that a squirrel game? No, it's not, it's <laughs> oh, not the squirrel game, Kevin. But Sally's a Catan. That might be a, a, squirrel, a squirrel game. game. Okay, cool, cool. Have you played squirrel? <laughs> I have not. What is that game? Have What's... you eaten at squirrel? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, toast, yeah. guys. I, uh, toast. Very good friends with the pastry chef. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. Sasha, Jimmy the pastry chef? Sasha, Sasha and oh, I Sasha. worked at the Apple store together. Wow. Yeah. And look at you both now. She's the yeah. pastry chef at Squirrel, and I do three podcasts a week. <laughs> <laughs> In addition to a luminous television hey. writing career hey. and stand up hey. career. Hey. Come Let's on. I forget host of After Track on After CBS Track. All Access. Yeah. Which is like a podcast, but filmed. By the way, I did listen to that hostful where you talked about. Had the panic attack? Yep. And I, was, I, I should have texted you, but I was very worried and concerned about you <laughs> yeah, and no your kidding. life. <laughs> it was so funny that we front loaded that episode where Hardwick's like, we have a big announcement. And he weirdly <laughs> asked me. The announcement was just that we changed the ta- yeah. name to ID10T. Uh, but you still call him Nerdist. <laughs> I do, weirdly, yeah. in my brain. I do. You don't think ID10T rolls off the tongue? I think there's a lot of questions about that, up to and including the beautiful logo, which is a drawing of Hardwick with um, out you a cup of tea. <laughs> Hang on, he's got a cup of tea and uh, 
Raccoon Ears? That video game? Yeah, it's the squirrel game. <laughs> that cover art is, is the ultimate a, squirrel video, game. <laughs> is it a video game reference? No, it, I think it, it's like a flight safety manual uh, parody. I have to look this I up. ID10T. Check out the new logo, logo everybody. Are you talking about this? Oh, my dear Lord. <laughs> it's not yes. what, is that what I want to see. Baby, baby teeth. teeth. <laughs> it's a comic. Did you, did you write down ID10T? I did. And that's what came up? Oh, one. The SEO is not there oh, yet. Hold on. One ID10T. I messed up. <laughs> But I don't see this uh, this logo. It's on uh, iTunes. The SEO is not there yet because this is like that's like internet speak. That's the way you can. Write yeah, it's lead speak. Yeah, it's so. lead speak. Oh, there it is. It's yeah. right on that. Oh, right. Yes, I've seen okay. this. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What are those? What are those ears? Did I miss something? He's a cosplayer. He's a Cosby player. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing that, and he's drinking tea. <laughs> There's a mouse in his teacup. Okay. Oh, so he's a cat. Is that oh. what it is? Well, if there's a mouse in his teacup, he's a cat. If there's a hole in the bucket, dear lies. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for Listen using to the... Matt trying to figure out the logo <laughs> of the podcast he's still involved with. This is so funny. I also said to him, I pitched to him, I was like, you know, those zombies that you have in the corner, one should be really tall and one should be fat with a baseball hat. <laughs> I, I just thought of something. What's that? We managed to get off topic again. Oh, <laughs> my my apologies, fellas. I feel like this is the angriest I've ever seen him. This is when this is what happens when two Pasadena podcasters get together. We're so oh overloaded God. with joy oh. that we can't contain because the... all the time we save driving. You know, it's like yes. What do you do with that energy? Oh my gosh, we record good Christian fun out here, and I always feel like a jerk for making people drive what is likely. An hour in traffic from Could like be. Silver Lake to get here at yeah, seven nah, o'clock. Silver or Lake's pretty close. Yeah, it's yeah. Not uh, too my drive from Sony and Culver City to here to here is a beast. Yeah. yeah. Did you come here today? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I do it every Monday. Well, that's because if we Two record hours? at his house, his dog will eat me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I mean, it's a it's a yin and a yang. Sure. Sure. And sure. Sure. Like, I don't fucking mind. Yeah. I don't no, mind it's great. And Pasadena yeah. is homey and beautiful. But most people live on the east side these days, so it's actually. Yeah, it's rarely in or in the valley. Yeah, which is easy to get here from the valley. Again, I hope everyone listening loves podcast trope number four hundred twelve. <laughs> talking about the drives, talking about how they get places. the one thirty four, the two ten, the one hundred one. Best hits of podcasting tonight. <laughs> oh Did gosh. you guys think that uh, Quint looked like a cross between Daniel Craig and Mike Pence? <laughs> Oh, he oh my does. God. I was trying to put together. Who I it love was. that you just called Robert Chuck Quint. Yeah. Without just, fuck it. He's Quint. He's Quint. I know. I was telling Amanda, she watched it with me today, and I was like, that's, that's the guy that gets eaten by the shark in Jaws. <laughs> didn't really. Didn't resonate. It with didn't her. land. No, didn't uh, really mean oh. much. Yeah. I, uh, I love Robert Shaw so much. He's so good in this. Oh I've got to ask. I've got to ask Kevin now. Yes, I'm excited about the fact that a first-time viewer of From Russia with Love was mm-hmm, watching this mm-hmm. film. Yeah, that's right. That cold open. Sure. What do you think was going on? <sighs> well, I again because I've only seen a total of five or six James Bond, uh-huh. but, but I knew the cold open was a part of them. I was kind of. <laughs> blown away by the fact that the 
very dumb mask bit did not originate in Mission Impossible oh, 1, yeah. the Brian De Palma one. Yeah. I always thought that was from that, because I remember it, in that, I remember it in the first Charlie's Angels with sure. Cameron Diaz and But it's yeah. from that TV show of Mission Impossible. They used to do it in that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Then do you think the TV show was homaging this movie? Or stealing. I don't think they were homaging. They were probably just stealing. Yeah. But yeah, I wonder if it happens prior to this movie. Was Mission Impossible made as a reaction to James Bond? Yeah, yeah. And same with Man from Uncle. Yeah. Well, I will say the the one thing that they are on equal planes with, I feel like undeniably, is they both have fantastic theme songs, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Like both gonna... of them are iconic. Yes, yes no 100%. doubt. One hundred percent. This is also the first uh, go around we get of the James Bond credit sequence as we know it today. Really, right? Which is, uh, you know. Um, in this movie, it's projected onto ladies who are belly dancing, which is that was later in the film. It's <laughs> yeah, it's later in the film. Yeah, it's you're right. Silly. It was very thematically tight that they put that in the <laughs> opening credits. That's what they did. That's what. But they that's did. what Mission Impossible used to do. It used to show you what you're getting in that episode or in the movies do that yeah too. yeah yeah totally yeah. so this it was a nice that, except just sex. Wow, just, Mission Impossible really is a reaction it's true. to. And oh. so the the state of current Mission Impossible and current James Bond, which do you think is stronger? I have not seen any of the current uh, Mission Impossible the, movies. The new, past three. the last really? two Mission Impossibles are great. I, they, they're very that. good. They're like that. great Roger Moore Bond films. Oh, they're campy. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, you'd like Rogue Nation way was more into it now. yeah, and especially Rebecca Ferguson. Oh, that yeah. one was. Is, so I get good. the last two mixed up. Is that the? Okay, so she's Rogue only Nation in that one. is the latest one, right? Him on a plane, yeah. yeah latest Rogue one, Nation. Yeah. and then him on the building is Ghost Protocol. Ghost yeah. Protocol. I yeah. like both He's of trying them to quite a bit. They're really fun. Uh, okay, back to From Russia with. Love. Yeah, I don't <laughs> By the so. way, I don't know if I said this. Here's the thing that we end up doing on this podcast: yes, is I have no idea if I said this the last time, but what stuck out the most for me in watching this cold open was the fact that he's genuinely using sneakers to sneak. Oh, so he, many the, shots! The, he's wearing his high top Converse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, so many shots and of sneakers. Bond is genuinely wearing eight pounds of makeup on his face. That they do but they to make did it that seem to make to, it look yeah. like the, ba- the so you buy the mask later. Yeah, but it is it is all I can see because he just looks. Oh, so I didn't tasty. even notice. Oh the God, makeup. he's just caked in it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. To a to a regular viewer of the James Bond franchise, you're like Sean. That's sure. <laughs> right. That's a little silly looking. Yeah, uh, I mean, as the cold open goes, I feel like it didn't really. It wasn't enough of a set piece for me. I mean, and again, I'm coming from yeah. the generation of like the Skyfall cold open, no, yeah, and, yeah. and and even um, the Spectre cold opens pretty yeah. good. Though sure. this is a big step up from Doctor No. From I think. Sure. Although it's <laughs> quick. Yeah. It's pretty quick. Happens pretty. Pretty happens fast. in a minute thirty eight seconds. Oh, really? So that James Bond gets killed. I wasn't. I wasn't terribly compelled. You by weren't it. worried that he had died. No, I was not. <laughs> and it was a short film that you guys had tricked me into watching. Wait, Connery only did two movies. Wow, one, really? and, one, and, one and, a half. and a cold open. <laughs> wow. Uh, I here's what I like about this. Well, I like mm-hmm. so many things about mm-hmm. this movie, but I mean, just from the get go, we're at the chess tournament. 
the idea that people silently are sitting there watching chess is mind blowing, and that does happen. And all those extras were there sitting silently yeah. watching a chess scene being filmed. Yeah. There was so much production design for oh, so little oh, yeah. screen time. It I was know. beautiful. <laughs> it was like we that... talked about this last time we did it, but the whole, when they do the wide shot of that room, the entire ornate ceiling is all a matte painting. Really? And yeah, um, I if love... you guys got a portrait of yourself, would that be a matte painting? It would have to be. Boom! It would have to be. Boom! <laughs> Two T's, no E. I was waiting for my paintings to come up all episode for that one loaded in the chamber. Uh, but I like, you know, this is an interesting movie because it's the, like Kevin was saying earlier, the plan for me, it's just like such a clear cut, It's good. La- yeah. like a linear story. Yeah. You know, I love just, that you, like, they're basically farming out a evil plan to just like a think tank. Spectre is just a think tank where Kronstein is just a chess player that they're like, let's hire this guy essentially mm-hmm. to write our plan. And he's amazing. When when the waiter sets down the glass and he just stares at the glass, like at first I can't tell if he's like, he knows there's a message under that glass or he's just perturbed that his chess mojo is being interrupted. <laughs> oh, I think it's 100%. He knows that if water is brought to him, he has it's not requested message. it. It's from Spectre. Okay. Oh, That's what I read that as. Yeah, oh, you're probably right. That's what I saw on his face. You oh, know? boy. And yeah. then he goes over uh, to Blofeld. Wait, before that, though, mm-hmm. he's got yellow cigarettes. Are those Turkish cigarettes? What, why yellow, what was yellow cigarette back then? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know that either. I wanna, I'm sure someone will tell us. If but you're a yellow cigarette, please write in. Yeah. If you are a yellow cigarette, is what the call to action is. Yeah. Don't eat yellow snow. Don't smoke yellow cigarettes. Yeah. If you're a yellow cigarette, That's please. That's the yellow cub. But this this actor, I love this guy, and I feel like if he could play Putin, if I think he's dead, but if you if oh, you, we can get him back, we can uh, rogue one him or something. <laughs> <laughs> he's got kind of a Putiny face. Yeah. He does. He has the features. He has <laughs> kind of savage of a man. Russian oligarch. Yeah. <laughs> A Putin-y face. <laughs> Look at that Putin. We're not here to destroy this man. He's dead, for goodness sake. Uh, he showed up in Red Dawn, this guy. He, he was around for a while. Yeah, he was and the Red Apple. Dawn. Have you guys ever watched The Apple? He was in Red Dawn, this uh-huh. guy? Mm-hmm. Wow. The Apple? What's that? That was that like notoriously bad movie. It's like a sci-fi Adam and Eve musical set in the future. I'm in. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. You never seen it either? This sounds like it'd be a great thing to watch for good Christian fun. Yeah. Oh. Guys, <gasps> come on over. <laughs> yeah. The Apple. I love Bible movies. I was trying to think if there's any like James Bond Christian movies. Did they, James Bond Christian like, like did they steal they they must have done some kind of spy no, thing. I'm trying to think. I think the closest thing might be Bible Man. Yes, I agree. <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen <laughs> because I've and seen that's kind of like episodes of Bible. Oof, Bobo Batman basically. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I because this because the James Bond franchise is so predicated on womanizing right. and violence right. and stuff that it doesn't. Yeah, there's not a one for one. And also the inherent like need to lie as a spy. Right is like so anti- antithetical to what they. But want national security is a big it. Christian thing. That's so true. yeah, Ooh, that's so. And true. there was plenty of spies in the Bible. That's true. <laughs> I think. I think Old Testament. There's plenty of spies. Should, I, should we retell the Bible in modern day Britain? Here we go. <laughs> By the way, if you guys uh, not to off 
rail it again. Did you guys see Logan Lucky? Yeah. No. You didn't see it? Did you like it? Uh, yeah. I, I like it. It was functional, yeah. right? Yeah. But it was fun to see Daniel Craig in a role where he didn't look like he wanted to kill himself <laughs> throughout the whole movie. I will say, I was like, oh, he's having fun. Yeah, he was having a good, good time. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. It was it was a breath of fresh air. I know. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Feels like it. Poor D. I remember him in Munich pre James Bond. Me too. Woo. That's what made me go. This guy's gonna be an amazing James yeah. Bond. Yeah, yeah. It's a, He's so good. In I that. was talking about this today. I was talking about this Daniel Craig situation, uh, and how many movies he has less left in him, etc. I was talking about this on set today, and we sort of. What do you mean? Came round to the f- how many he has left. Meaning, like, yes, he's going to do this next one. That's it. You don't think there's a way. No. You think there's no way whatsoever that he could... said he would rather slash his own wrist than do another one, and he's doing it. Yeah. He's Listen. doing another one. Listen, I think if you ask him that question as soon as he's done with the most exhausting shoot of his life, he's going to say the same thing. Sure, like you say after every episode of this podcast, yeah, you say, I would I rather slash my wrist. I yeah. call my wife, <laughs> and then I say I would rather slash my wrist than record another James Bonding. <laughs> I call Kevin and I go, buddy, you got to help me out. Here. Really? Because I go <laughs> straight rather... into my bedroom where Amanda's sleeping. I wake her up and go, I just had the time of my life. <laughs> I'm really I've lucky to have these happier. friends. Yeah. And they, they really love me. Like, I had to push them out. I mean, I, I'm so happy and fulfilled right now. And we just kept getting off track because we enjoyed each yeah. other so much. Amanda? Amanda, wake up. Oh, my God. Wake up. You have to wake her up. <laughs> Um, yes. So, I don't know what we... Oh, uh, Dan Craig. So, I was saying, I think that there is a world where he would do it. I think the cumulative effect is going to take a toll, and this is going to be it. You think it's it? And I think he knows it going in. I bet they all know it. Because he would have... He was given so much money to do, too, and he turned it down. Mm. To do... To do two more. Two more. more. Oh, I see. And, uh... What was the offer? 150? I don't remember. Can you so imagine? $150 million. Oh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. If anyway. you're out there and you have some money, Daniel Craig's Aston Martin is going up for auction. Mm-hmm. Or the Patreon page for mm-hmm. James Bonding is launching in approximately 30 days from now. <laughs> and we should uh, group buy it. Just do a it Kickstarter still, it and everybody gets a little share. $600,000. That's it's the low six, end estimate. 600, yeah, five to 600000 Yeah. If we got 500,000 people to each give a dollar... Mm-hmm. Then everybody gets to drive it for a day, for the next five hundred thousand days. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> uh, that's a perfect. Then work. we should compress the time. I'm basically a the Kronstein <laughs> chess player of this podcast. I got the I got the plans sure. in the scheme. Why did they show the chess? Was it was it um, was the point of that to show? Oh look. Crumholtz, what's his name? <laughs> David, David Crumholtz is such a mastermind. Kronstein. He's a master strategist. Kronstein, so he's moving these pieces like he's about to move the pieces of Russia and the British Secret Service. Yeah. Okay, so there's a shut up. Okay. But he's literally a like master chess player. Yeah. So they, yeah. In my mind, I was like, when he gets the, it would have been, I think, more powerful, right? If uh, when he got the message, he put his own piece into checkmate. Like, <sighs> If Can I tell like, you something, like, Matt? Fuck! I have to end this. You said this exact same thing on the last podcast. Did I really? You did. 
I still think it. Wow. I still think it. That's what I'm worried about. That we probably repeat ourselves. Well, I mean, no one's gonna. Boys, to I gave it a listen time. today. That's incredible. That is and dedication. so I know what to avoid. That's good. what Let to emphasize. Know. Have I doubled up on it? I know the matte painting, the ceiling matte painting. Sure, but you called yeah, it out. I did. But yeah. uh, you know, I want to make sure the listeners are getting a whole different experience. Storytelling mind. Well, and keep in mind that was like the second or third episode you guys recorded. That's right. Who was With the guest? Jonah Ray, right? Yeah, it was Jr. Uh-huh. Uh, I won't talk about how Karen Bay was dying. Pedro, Al- Al- so so sad. But we yeah. can talk about how. It's a Mexican man playing yeah, a Turkish man. That's true. Let's let's spend some minutes on that. I have no problem with that. <laughs> I won't talk about how his son is in License to Kill because I know we covered that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I felt like I brought a, you a very destroyed the a strict podcast. energy. What you did was you have in like. In fact, I will not talk about this film at all. Oh no! 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 You've literally pulled the thread at which this podcast holds. No, I. Held oh no! I'm we sorry, had one guys. stitch left. I'm, I'm over there in the car trying to kill myself. <laughs> you're over here thinking you had a great time, and you're pulling the last thread that this podcast has left. I we can talk about movies twice. I'm just here. I'm not here for you two. I'm here By for the, the way, listeners. That's and, insane to me that I thought that same thing. Not five really, years though, ago. Be, because have you? Uh, let me ask you if you've if you've had this sensation, either of you, where you've listened back to a podcast yes. that you've done, you formulate the same joke. And then you say it yes. on the podcast. <laughs> I've had both versions where you say it because obviously you're thinking in the same frame of yeah. mind, or you don't say it, and you go, "Why didn't you say it?" <laughs> oh, I've had that so many times. Of like, here we are talking about podcasts. Real funny. Would have been real funny if you said this, buddy, but you didn't. Yeah, you failed yourself yeah. and the audience. So well, I see this more. You know what? You guys have done the heavy lifting. You've done the work right. with Jonah. I see this as a from Russia with love themed. Group hang with buddies. Yeah. Or we, we go real deep. Like, for instance, this sure. isn't a gloft, but when they go, when she comes to the um, Spectre place and brass knuckles Red Grant, he says basically something like, Welcome to Spectre Island. I never caught that before. There's a place called Spectre Island. They're on it. Yeah, it's next to, it's, uh, next to Gullah Gullah Island. <laughs> Gullah Gullah Island. <laughs> Binya Binya's that? hopping over, doing some Spectre training. And, uh, what is Gullah Gullah? It's a children's show from the 90s. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you remember the theme song? I think it's like Gullah Gullah Island. Like something like that, right? Come and let's play together in the bright sunny weather. Let's okay. all go to... I remember that because my brothers <laughs> used to watch that. Yeah, and there was uh, a huge frog. Yeah, a massive frog. That would terrorize the children. That, like, just doesn't seem right. Spectre Island. Yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciated that... Um, assassin that quint was like in shape but he wasn't in 2018 shape no. i feel like i would have i would have had a lot less body issues if i was raised in this climate Same. of like yeah. this is the hottest man all and you have to he's, do is suck in your stomach that's it yeah <laughs> suck it in and you are uh, immediately the most physically fit individual you don't have to see lines i i have a theory that six packs weren't even invented until like 1982 you're probably right i, I think so yeah check the math guys well, i mean you're looking at sean connery who competed in mr universe yeah. Like when really? He won. 
Didn't he win? <laughs> I don't know. I think so. He was like Mr. Scotland 100%. That's I mean, Daniel knows. Craig for sure is the most fit James no Bond doubt. ever, right? Yeah. There's literally no question. Yeah. Yeah. Because in retrospect, the rest kind of just look like dads. They oh, just look yeah. like mid-40s R- I mean, dads. Roger Moore especially. <laughs> Except, I mean, he's the, the dad that's like, we're going on vacation again because he's real tan. Mm-hmm. He, he's the tannest Bond, right? Yes, I, there's no. Craig's the fittest. Moore's the tannest. Brosnan's the hairiest. Connery's the suavest. Yeah, maybe. I don't Lazenby's know. I've only seen the two. like, uh, lankiest or like. He's he for my money would be the physique I'd probably most want because he's not like I actually think Daniel Craig's too disagree too swell really disagree. I'd take the Lazen B because he's tall and lean and DC you know, is. The perfect amount of swell. Matt, I feel like you've hit upon a new topic for the episode in between the movies, well, where you rank the bods. You, we have ranked we, the we chest. Ha- James Bods. We have ranked the chest. <laughs> we really? That. Yes. Yeah. I could rank the bods we in, the in 10 seconds. What else did we I like this. Was, this is a good rebuttal to toxic masculinity. Yeah. A, you objectify Bond. That's right. It's not Bond objectifying. all objectif- we do on this podcast yeah. is yeah. talking about how great these men look. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go from worst to first. Roger Moore, Dalton, Connery, Brosnan, Craig, Lazenby. Brosnan was worst that in to shape? First, that's amazing. He's in decent shape, but I mean, I think he's he's got a good body. He's just okay. kind of like well proportioned. I think. Yeah, he okay. is. Maybe maybe a well Connery's not in great shape. He's got a good body too, but. Connery kind of goes Connery down in, over uh, yeah he goes pretty but quickly. Connery in, Do- in Doctor No on on uh, yeah. Gullah Island he probably is like just the most like <laughs> believable I'm Jamaica now Gullah Island good uh, Villa Villa Kula Binya Binya <laughs> uh, but is there any actor because it feels like Craig wants out feels like Connery was checked out was there any actor. Austin. He did not want to leave. He wanted to keep going. Yes, yeah, he, he was, was gonna, real he hurt. To do another one. Yeah. Well, he was like fifty. How? Or he looked fifty uh, in yeah, two thousand. Probably around fifty. I forget how old he was when he. He only did four. So yeah. But he started kind of late. He did. He got a late he start because he, he was going to be, be starting really early. He was mm-hmm. Starting eighty nine and had the role, but then got out. Got NBC. His contract called him back for NBC. Um, NBC. For Remington Steel, the show he was on. Which have is you never of, seen an episode of Remington Steel? No, I've seen uh, DVD box sets of it, but I've never seen. The <laughs> it's show. a delightful. It's a delightful premise. Yeah, I should watch that again. We should cover that for this show. Oh, got Patreon so apps, guys. This you have so many. Will never stop. That's right. I know, and I love it. We got to think of a way to handle the movies a third time. That's unique. <laughs> Not just like live commentary. Oh no! Well, okay. we well, we're doing. We're supposed to do commentaries because you could do well. it in character as Fleming. Yeah, and then you could be Whoever Fleming's assistant. Like <laughs> yeah, broccoli. Yeah, I do a cubby broccoli. We'll, we'll have a great time. It'd be. But there's got to be a way. Would be so stupid. Like, like if we just cover it only the audio, <laughs> like we can only listen to it. <laughs> Or you just play the soundtrack for whatever well, the movie is, is. Also yeah. like and see if the, you can figure out what's happening based on the score. There's yeah. the literal like, I guess they're already doing that. The minute by minute, you could do that. Yeah, you could do. It. They already. You do guys that. have done the songs from the movies. Yeah. Have yeah. you done the scores? No, but we should. 
Because I feel like Thomas Newman, Thomas Newman's score, and especially for Skyfall, is, I feel like really interesting and weird action scoring. I think it's yeah. really good. I never really listen to scores. Yeah? Do you? I have Love to them. these movies, for sure. Yeah. There's certain... There are certain scores I feel like are totally just supplemental, and then ones I feel like, so really? like like Phantom Thread. I feel like oh, that's a score that's so kind of just an album. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I really like the score to Mother. I didn't okay. see it. There's no music in it. Oh, God. <laughs> you burned. Well, from Russia the with Love. Embraced. Yes, from I'm sorry, God. I'm, it's not your fault. Keep derailing. <laughs> Uh, not one of the best. You know, know what I actually like right now is what? the fact that I can ask Kevin if I talked about this. <laughs> hey, Kevin, did I talk about this? Yeah. I really like Sean Connery's shirt when he's putting his shirt on at the Bentley. Oh, his gingham? Yes. Oh, you haven't yeah. talked about this. Well, well let me too. tell you. Tell I really me. liked it. The I only thing too. I didn't like, I thought the buttons were a little gauche. What were the buttons? They were very uh, large and oh. Uh, gray. Oh. Like hmm. a little too shiny for my taste, but the shirt was out of this world. It's interesting that he would wear kind of like a, a blousey shirt like that with those shortest shorts ever made for mankind that he's wearing. I like those shorts, though. I, I don't do know too. what that says about me, but I, I enjoy like them those. Too. Yeah. And they kind of bring those back for Daniel Craig later do on. Do you have a pair like that? Have, not really? that short. Not that short. <laughs> but I have some light blue short shorts. Yeah, Great for a beach pair. day. Wow. See, I want to yeah. I want to be bold when summer rolls around. We're recording this in winter right now, yeah. especially tonight. But the, was by the way, has today been the coldest day of the year? I it think was so. Freezing. And yeah, we went and got ice cream. I don't know what we no, were that's thinking. Smart. Where are you going? That's Carmela's, smart. Jenny's, no, afters. We went into Highland Park to afters. Yeah, afters is good. There's an afters on Green, much closer to you. I think. Oh, actually, it may not be closer. Is there on to Green? You. There's one on Green. There's one on Green well, next. What's the to... best way to get to Green? Well, well, you take uh, <laughs> you take over the La Loma Bridge. You take uh, one through four to the two ten exit yeah. Lake. Take a left on Greens right there. I had cereal milk. I so good, oh right? My God, so good. You can get a milky bun there where they yeah. put a scoop in between a hot donut. Yeah, it's pretty that great. Sounds great. Yeah. yeah, that really does sound I'm, great. I'm talking myself into going after we're done yeah. with this. Right yeah, now. That was good. Do you guys make the run over to Donut Man often? Where's what, that? Isn't that the one over the oh like, donut friend? Donut friend, sorry. Yeah. Donut man is a Christian video series. <laughs> that is true. I'm listening. What? Yeah, because we're like without God, we're like donuts because there's a hole in us, and so he oh. has a, a donut friend, and he, he's this like tall, mustachioed man that sings songs to children about the Lord Wait, and whatnot. A donut man? Yeah. So he he makes the donuts, but then he has a friend who's also a donut that's like a little puppet. That sings to children? Mm-hmm. Well, Hang they on. both sing to children. Hang on. But is the donut, by sheer definition of him being a donut, isn't he a sinner? Or he's lacking God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is not repentant of his sins. So the donut just kind of sins. And but I'm they're not letting sure what him happens speak to the-, the children? Yeah, I know. Isn't that, it's kind of revolutionary in Jeez. that sense. Yeah. This sounds like Delicious. a fucking acid trip. <laughs> That there's a large donut that may, has a tiny donut friend that makes donuts. No, no, no. It's it's a it's a, it's a normal adult sized man. Oh, I, I was picturing <laughs> I was picturing a large claymation yeah. donut man and a teeny and tiny a, donut. and a regular sized donut yeah. friend. Donut man and donut friend. Mm. Oh. God made a donut friend. Now, are we to believe that in this movie? Wait, you brought us back. Uh, yeah, Thank cool. Because well, I felt responsible oh, for that yeah. donut man tangent. But are we to believe that James 
has intercourse with four women, three women, or two women in the movie? Uh, uh, four, I believe. Yeah, okay. I think the answer is four. Sylvia Trench, the two gypsy women. Yeah, probably Both the same of them? night. Yeah, of course. I think so. I think that's what they meant by you get to choose. Like you first must try them out or oh, something. Yeah. Okay. And they're gypsies, so I'm sure they weren't like <laughs> treated tradition. as human. Now, beings. what is uh, doing the James Bonding podcast like in the Me Too era? <laughs> great, it's great. <laughs> we, Re- relevant as hell. Now, listen, we are also aware of its uh, time period. Sure. And the time with which each of these films was made. Right, and you must go through it where it's like, how much can you say? About it, where it's like, how much do you need to like acknowledge? Yeah, yeah. it's kind of messed up for its time, but it was extra messed up for its time. Versus like, we, do we need to police we it? Operate, Can we just talk about well, it? I think that Matt and I operate on the fact that like our listeners know us, yeah, and know that we're not those people. You're right, you're good men. We're just, we're just, you're married for the time being, married <laughs> human beings who uh, like a vicarious escape through the 1960s. Sure. Yeah, and and that's not your favorite part of the franchise. It's like, I love how many ladies he has sex with. I actually thought that our favorite part was the bone zone. (laughs) The bone zone. Every time he's there. Yeah, the double O bone zone. We just like, I almost did a spit take. Double O bone zone. (laughs) And we've talked about it at length. In fact, We often count. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But we'll talk about it again. In fact, I think... I, I reached out to a guest who wants that to be the subject of an episode where she talks about kind of feminism and or lack of feminism in Bond movies. And that one, I think, would be a really interesting episode. Meryl Streep's going to crush she's that gonna, episode. She's the one. Yeah, she's, she's the gonna one. Meryl Streep crush and Dory. She's, <laughs> she's outside right now, if you look. Meryl! Oh, she, her, her nose is up against the glass like a dog. That'd be looking for so scraps. Sad. I would be so sad. <laughs> She's knocking on the window with her three Oscars. <laughs> oh boy. She's plastered in her nominations. She's yeah. stitched them together in a dress. Here here's what I'll say as someone who's like pretty green to the James Bond yeah. franchise too. Keep in mind you got a mild one today. A mild like Oh, I, as far as misogyny, misogyny and Oh, well, I was even gonna say I, I was kind of switching gears oh, from okay, that. But no, that. let's talk about misogyny. <laughs> no, I'm the one that brought it up. <laughs> um, but I thought the train fight sequence yeah. was legitimately, in 2018, one of the better fight it's sequences I've seen. and remembered as one of the great fight sequences ever. Yeah. Not just a Bond movie, but and especially how early it is. Like, one of the first. It feels monumental. Because I always think of... Casino Royale is like that. Oh, that's when they born identityed yeah. the James Bond yeah. franchise and stuff like suave and smooth. Right. It's like ooh, it's rough and tumble and yeah. it's grittier yeah. and you can smell the dirt and see the sweat. But that was pretty sweaty and gritty unto yeah. itself I in the second it. movie. In I know it's good. Was it stunt doubles doing most of that, I, or I, it, there was some, but I think they did a lot of it. Yeah, and. It was also the first time where they really got into that kind of frenetic editing, I think, too. Mm-hmm. So Peter Hunt, the editor, was who later became a director and kind of did a whole movie like that, yeah. Bond movie, that didn't go over that well. But yeah, it it's just generally known as as one of the first of its kind. Uh and it's 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 it sets the sort of standard for the closed quarter fight. Yeah. 
Um, but, but also do, the lead up to that fight, the tension too is yeah, because you're really, like, that was my favorite scene, and, and like knowing really like what Red knows, what what Red Grant knows, like seeing when Bond gets off the Mike train Pence. and talks to Karambe's <laughs> son, right in front of. By the way, could have been a little more sympathetic to us to the son not tactfully not mr bond doesn't have bedside manner i think he did it the way that he would want to be told i guess like by ordering him to do other things well karim's son seemed to be down he was like he wasn't like oh my gosh let me take a minute to process this or fall to his knees and say no here's all the things i took off your dead dad yeah here's his (laughs) he was like okay cigarette holder who did it i'll kill him so he was already he he was detaching in his grieving process to next That's steps. True. That's he was raised true. by a good dad who was involved in espionage. Clearly. Yeah. But Clearly. James Bond isn't a man of great empathy, would no. you say? No, he can't be. Yeah. That's his be. least... That's the quality he has the least of, I think, is empathy. Yeah. Just as a character, and I'm talking about a character throughout literature and the 24th. Five movies. You know, I, in the books, it's not always the case. He he has a sociopathic quality in terms of killing bad people. Well, they are bad, bad. But he does have he has a little more humanity in the books than the early movies. The Craig era does it the best, I think. Nobody in terms of, does it better. Makes the sky fall. I want to talk about uh, you are very lucky, Kevin. Your first your first experience with this movie, you got yeah. to see the first appearance of Major Boothroyd, aka Q. Q. Right. Oh, Q. Yeah, I've been first... I've been thinking about Q a lot. How many yeah. Qs did they have over the last twenty something well, movies? Well, two and an R, or three. I guess he becomes Q. That's three. right. Yeah. Is so Paddington three. Q currently, yes, or is he, he R? Is, he's, okay. He's Q. <laughs> Just want to make sure. Does Ben Wishaw play Paddington? Yeah. yeah. No, Desmond Llewellyn. Yeah. <laughs> it, honestly, it could, have been weird. John, it could have been John Cleese. I, it was archival that. audio yeah, that they just made that. Paddington <laughs> lip sync to. You guys are being very mean because it could have been John Cleese. <laughs> okay. I'm a bad. Sorry I, like I haven't seen Paddington yet. I know it's the best movie that's ever been made. I'm sorry, too. I'm well aware. Wait, you've seen it? No. Corley? Paddington too. I hear the second one's great, right? Supposedly. Well, I will say... Bananas the good. As someone who's seen Paddington 2 four times... What? <laughs> What's so good about it? Every part of it is kind of perfect. I do I love mean, Englishy things. I bet I'd... Sure. Yeah. And it's and it's. and I think it's probably better than you're expecting, because the first one was like a great like family movie. It's great in like the way minor Pixar movies are great. Uh-huh. Paddington 2 is great in the way like the best Pixar movies are do great. Do I have to see... Pad one. I'd recommend it just because it's like way more emotionally resonant. Okay, I see. But it we won't feel it. like you homework. know what we can do. It? We'll throw it into the Patreon. Jesus, <laughs> throw it into the Patreon. <laughs> you know, one's on Netflix. You get what you pay for. It. You get what you pay for, everybody. But I mean, as far as British stuff goes, oh, okay, gosh, that, that yeah, Ben good. Winshaw, he's perfect. And it was recast. It was going to be Colin Firth, and then it was Mr. Winshaw. No kidding. Yeah. Huh. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Why and you can hear a teeny tiny bit of his dialogue in the first trailer. First, like and, recorded dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, "Oh dear," and then the movie, it's not that voice at all. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so, very. So, why did they get rid of Colin Firth? 
not the right voice. I think mm. he. I think he was too old sounding. Too King's speech. Yeah, and in the yeah, Paddington <laughs> kept st- st- stuttering about his ma 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 marmalade. I'm but, a I'm a bell. I'm a but but in in the new ones he's more like a little kid yeah which first voice doesn't really go with he just seems like someone's uncle when you just hear him talk (laughs) I'll get on that yeah someone's uncle so okay yeah so Q was your first appearance right yes 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 uh, I've only known two Qs by the way. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you are in for a treat because every episode now we like to take a look at Desmond Llewellyn's hands. Okay. And see how big they are. Because mm-hmm. they're enormous. Uh, we have a rating that the standard. Oh, the insert which, shots where they have like oh, the bruises the on like them. When and Desmond stuff. Llewellyn's hands are there, we're, we feel like there is some swelling going on. Yeah. Maybe it's a sodium content thing with Desmond Llewellyn. Himself. <laughs> Do you think he was juicing? I just his know. hands. <laughs> Because that's don't how he works like with his hands. hands. Yeah. So he's, yeah. I feel like he just would like have them inject saline into his hands before wow. he would take a shot. <laughs> collagen. Uh, <laughs> just, collagen. <laughs> just cement. He went to a backyard doctor and got cement injected into his hands. Uh, so, okay. Uh, the standard is Goldeneye. That's just because that's the first, the first one we, we watched this The first season. one we came back with, uh, we watched Goldeneye okay. with... Um, Steve, right? It was yes, Steve. Have you done an episode yet where you've played Goldeneye and talked about it? No, no but we got to do that, too. that Matt's times. been working too much, and now we're going to get to that. I have never, I have, you know, we have to do these after work. You on almost Monday. died. Do you yeah. realize that? I mean, here we are. Do you understand that this is going up tonight? Is that true? Yes. Yeah. It's and it's nine fifty. You have to. PM right this you have to up, edit this tonight. Uh-huh. This goes up yeah. at eleven oh, fifty nine no. p.m. Edit what? We're not cutting anything out. <laughs> Is yeah. that You've true? been doxxed, bro. That's right. Whoa. <laughs> Do you really not uh, take stuff out or edit? No, at we all? don't. No. Unless wow. like Matt says something really racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank God we still take that stuff out. <laughs> Otherwise, your career would be. I mean, no, I'm sorry if he doesn't. I'd be we, very we popular. Some in. <laughs> yeah, we you added racism into the it. Yeah. into the you episode have to appeal to part of the country. Oh boy, <laughs> and part of the James Bond listenership. <laughs> and part of the James Bond listenership, who I are either going to fucking think this is the best episode I've ever done, or they're going to hate yeah. this episode because we didn't. I'm, James Bond I'm loving it. Oh no! Do you I'm think this will be divisive? It. Nah, <laughs> every one of ours is divisive for one reason or another. If you listen to the feedback <laughs> okay i will ask an honest question yeah do you feel like like what do you think is the percentage of people who are listening for the james bond substantial talk versus mm-hmm. people who are listening for matt and matt hanging out with a friend or two i have no idea i would honestly probably put it at like 20 percent are listening for james bond well, specifically, probably true because specifics. if they came for just James Bond, they would be turned away oh. almost <laughs> immediately. <laughs> and like, I can't take these guys. Are they so, going to keep talking about this rogue one? <laughs> <laughs> Q's hands. Q's hands. That's, so, hands. that's for certain what people are coming for. Now, yeah. the update is hand fetishes. They looked fairly large in this movie. But. This going back from Goldeneye as our baseline. I understand. This is as far back as you can go. Because he's not is. in Doctor No. It literally. So is. theoretically, these should be the smallest. And as large as they are, I think they are the smallest. Wait, you think it should be the smallest because no. they're the earliest? Yeah. I feel like old man's hands shrink. No, they no. certainly swell with arthritis. Really? And gases. Oh. oh. You're just got so oh, many no. joint problems by the time you're old. Your yeah. hands are just enormous. But yeah, boy, I know what you're saying though, because 
like have you ever seen James Coburn suffered from uh, severe arthritis? So in his yeah, later movies, he oh, kind of has are these... like all crunked up. Yeah, and um, who else? Oh, uh, I want to say like Peter O'Toole had that, and Kirk Douglas when he was on the Academy Awards were kind of that way too. Ooh. But this is something different. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. Oh, this is like hot air. I think he's <laughs> he. I like to imagine that he's every movie off screen in his lab. He has been working on. He's just the hitting shark his hands pellet. with a hammer. He's been working oh, yeah. on the CO two yeah, shark pellet. He's testing it on. <laughs> he's injecting well, it. I will, and smart blood <laughs> and just a bunch of shit. And smart blood. <laughs> well, I will say. I mean, like we were talking about. Mike Pence's body earlier. There is something nice about a movie in this time where everyone's a little chilled out about yeah. beauty standards. Yeah. Even as far as like the women go, the women probably have different bodies yeah. generally than what you would see. Like no the, the woman massaging Mike Pence mm-hmm. kind of just looks like a normal lady, yeah. not uh-huh. like, uh-huh. you know, a sex up or a porn star version of blah, blah, blah. So similarly, I feel like with the hand stuff, and let's get into hand stuff, guys. <laughs> but with the hand stuff, if you made that movie now, like in Skyfall or something, if you did an insert shot, yeah. you'd get like a George Costanza Costanza hand, Escal- hand, hand model, model, model to do yeah. those things, yeah. and then just like cut that out. And this, they're just like, yeah, put weirdos' hands in it. Who cares? <laughs> they are like they are fucking the definition of meat hooks. Because remember, there's one film where he just has a like black thumbnail. Oh, like he, yeah, like he which dropped, fits though. He he's in the, a, yeah. he dropped a, like he closed the trunk of the Aston Martin right, on it. Right. So for that reason, mm-hmm. I'm going to give Q's hands in this movie <gasps> a GoldenEye minus eight. You are having such a different vision of his hands than I did. But I, I have not. I know they look big, but I've not seen smaller ones. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. I will say. I think they don't. I think the smallest we've seen his hands so far, weirdly, might be licensed to kill. I'm having trouble remembering. But I am looking forward to The World Is Not Enough, because I expect them to be <laughs> Mickey Mouse-sized. I honestly, I honestly, I would, this is our biggest, this is our biggest differential in in Q's handum ever. Yeah. Because I'm say- giving this a golden eye minus one. Wait a minute. First of all, let me see your hand rating credentials because I don't. And let me see your hands. Yeah. Oh, oh my! Similar meat hooks. I had trouble with this you got one because pause. in like the wide, it's almost like they shot it at two different times because in the wide shots they didn't look huge. Then they'd get and then he like I think he like fucking housed saltines <laughs> or something. Maybe. Like I don't know what he was doing at Crafty. This this time they're like rounder than they before. Honestly, look. Like they are ready to just burst in, like just blow up. He looks like he's wearing gloves of his hands. Does that make sense? <laughs> what if he, you know what he, he looks like? He he looks like he has he lost both of his hands in the war. Uh huh. And they've given him two prosthetic, prosthetic hands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got like Doctor Strange gloves. Yeah. Did you yeah. say Doctor Strange gloves? <laughs> I wish I had. Did you? I wish I had. Like it. I wish I had. <laughs> God damn it. What By do you guys think of, of Rosa Klebb? What did you think of her as a villain? Well, you know, it's funny is, and maybe I'm, maybe I am a stupid viewer, but I did not get the lesbian you subtext from. Did you just read no. about it? Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. I read about it and it's like, oh, it's like a negative portrayal and well, and what's his know, name has all these lesbian issues. Ian yeah. Fleming hates lesbians does he hate gay men as well oh certainly okay well, but yeah. is it documented well it's almost like he won't even touch that because at least with lesbians you can get titillated by it in he just some like interest seems yeah. to be angry that they exist and aren't into yeah men so the scene where she's feeling up uh Tatiana. Ta- Tatiana is yeah. it or is it Tiana Ta- Tanya is her nickname but Tatiana I Tanya so when yeah. she's feeling up I Tanya yeah I I didn't remember that scene when I read about it. I was like, oh. did she? So I don't know if I'm so conditioned. There's even a, qu- a sooner thing is when she goes to Spectre Island, right uh-huh. when she lands. And what's his name? He's not General Gogo, but whoever that character, yeah, the actor that plays him. that guy. She touch- He touches her elbow and she goes like this and pulls her elbow away. Like, I'm such a lesbian that I can't even be touched by a man. Oh, interesting. And you think that's as like far and as explicit as you could do it in a movie like that from that era yeah yeah i mean we get into it with pussy galore the next movie yeah but i think it's very clear in in the tatiana scene 100 Mm percent. yeah yeah especially when she also like asks her to take her her little coat off and yeah yeah she's definitely i thought francis mcdormand did a really good job (laughs) honestly would I watch this remade with Francis? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Oh, of course. God, she'd be amazing. Yeah. hundred. Who would if, you cast in the remake? Of if this? Francis McDormand was the bad guy in the new, in the next Daniel Craig James Bond. Oh, that's guys. brilliant. Make <laughs> that happen. How how many how many like uh, besides Cleb? How, how many like female bad guys? There's villains. Uh, there's a few. Sophie Marceau okay. from uh, Where the World Ends. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where the where, where Redfern grows. Uh, yeah, Sophie Marceau, you have your Xenia on the tops. But she's a hench person. So is Cleb. A hench person for... for I appreciate the gender-neutral hench person. You got Thank it. You. you got it. Yeah. For um, Blofeld. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I know we went over this. But I'm excited about recasting this movie. McDormand. Yeah. McDormand, for sure. And... Uh, I Tanya, that's got to be Rosamund Pike. Oh, she, you know, she was She's a Bond in a James girl. Bond movie. She was a Bond. She's in Die Another Day. But you're uh, right, though. Well, <laughs> she could come back. Technically, Maude Adams Let's... did it. She was back twice, three times. Twice, three times. Wow. Uh, Who's Maude? Red Grant? Oh, Red Grant is. Uh, Mike, I guess Mike, Mike Pence. <laughs> Who's James Bond? Is it Daniel Craig? I think so. For, yeah, okay. for our so purposes. if it's Daniel Craig, then we need a Red Grant that is. I mean, yeah, he's really. I wish good he could stuff. fucking act, but Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. He's not horrible. He's fine. I don't know if I buy him. Did you Although guys love or that. hate Man from Uncle? I loved it. Didn't see it. I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it a lot. This is a nice style. Maybe he's yeah. the answer. I did it, and it ends with that um, Nina Simone song that I love. Cinnerman? No. Uh, did you say Slenderman? Cinnerman. Oh. <laughs> Slenderman. <laughs> I love Nina Simone's take on the Slender Man. She started it, you know. <laughs> Nina Simone started that meme? It's weird, but yes. Yeah. Do you know, you care of business for me. <laughs> for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that song. Now, someone who I thought, as long as we're talking about recasting, who would have been, a, his time's up, hashtag time's up, uh, who would have been a good James Bond, but is too old now, is honestly Daniel Day-Lewis. 
yeah. would have there is yeah. a there is a, yeah. a middle of his career oh, where yeah. he would have crushed it his last of the mohicans period oh yeah. yeah like if he wanted it he could have been oh he would have been amazing he's weird where it's like you could have been a one a year movie star if you wanted to be and you yeah. decided not to be no no kidding and oh. he's good looking in that english way too he absolutely been, he oh phantom thread so perfect oh yeah he's so handsome in oh, a way that you forgot his last film guys I know oh. his last film. Oh, we'll I love that movie. We're never so gonna much. get it back. But anyway, I miss the lesbian stuff in this movie. <laughs> well, it was there. We're not Upon done first... recasting. I'm not, not gonna. Let okay, this okay, okay, okay. Cast okay. Um, gotcha. Red Grant. Who's Cronstein? So I'm asking the following question to you, yes, Matt Gorley. Uh, is our MI6 casting the same? No, because so M- it's made now. I know, but oh, I'm asking oh, if it's right. like if it's Ray Fiennes, yeah, Ben Wishaw. So. Yeah. I want to recast Q with actually Paddington there. Says <laughs> <laughs> so like, Mr. Bond, you've got a new gadget that'll help you get marmalade sandwiches. You know, I'm just but, so... yeah, and Emma's Voldemort. <laughs> you know what? Exactly. <laughs> you know, buckle the fuck up, because Red Nose Day is around the corner and they always do crazy shit like I that. I know. So I'm sure that they'll Get Daniel Craig to be James Bond, yeah, and then okay. Here's what I'm asking. Yes, sir. I, I, I'll say what's her name, uh, Rosamund Pike. That's good. We'll bring her back. What the hell? But we gotta cast Karen Bay. We gotta cast Kronstein and um, uh, Karen Red Bay. Grant. Karen Bailey Ray should be <laughs> <laughs> or Harambe. Um, no, uh, Karen could be Josh Gad. <laughs> Uh, you just saw him on a train. Oh, you know who would be I a did. good Karambe? That was not good. Karambe. Uh, hmm. uh, it's uh, Ryan Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Too old, I think. I can't. I can't imagine running around two, in the catacombs. Too old to have two adult children. <laughs> right. Fair. And then die. <laughs> yeah. No, when he died in the movie, was that because he died IRL? No, he he died. I think they moved up his scenes to shoot so he could shoot him. But I think yeah. he died. I want to say like a week or a month after he finished his scenes. Okay, pretty soon right after. Yeah, I feel bad for James because it feels like he could have poured one out for his buddy, but he did not. It That's feels like he doesn't value male friendship. He mathist him. Yeah, if you haven't seen Quantum of Solace. Well, there's like a Karen Bay figure in that movie that mm-hmm. when he dies, he just throws him in a dumpster. He literally <laughs> carries really? his body yes. to the dumpster and throws it in. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and that man was good to him. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's weird. It was a weird moment. Forrest Whitaker as Karen Bay. Yeah. I like that. Why not? Forrest yeah. Whitaker as the Turkish consulate. Well, oh, think ah, about it. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Ah, 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 ah. Let's put it in Wakanda. Ah. Wakanda, be kidding me. <laughs> Wakanda, be kidding Red me. Grant. Red Grant. That's the Red dumbest Grant. thing. Red Grant could be... Leslie Odom Jr. Who's that? From Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Also in Murder on the Orient Oh, Express. that's how I know him. Yeah. Uh, I would like, I'd actually like to play the opposite because he doesn't have to be a beast. He just has to be lethal. So maybe he's kind of like a sinewy killer or something. Oh, like like a Slender Man? Like Slender Man. Okay. Yeah, let's get Slender Man. Let's put Doug Jones right now? <laughs> Doug Jones. I'm Ooh. not joking. That would be amazing. 
just some he like, has a sort look of for like, it too. Yeah, it's sort of just sinister looking. Yeah, assassin. That would be awesome. And mm. then Kronstein. Oh wait, do you know who'd be good as um, Karim Bay? Who? Jason Isaacs. Yeah. Ooh, Jason Isaacs would be good. Do you have your from Russia with Love dream casting? Write if us a so, letter. Write into us at yellow cigarette dot giant hands. <laughs> Care of Gullah Gullah Island. And if you want us to read it on the episode, you can donate three hundred and five dollars to the Patreon. Do you could you imagine if someone had a Patreon level that was donate this amount of money, we'll guarantee read your email? I think that legit that does exist. Has to exist. Oh, that exists. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, there's nonsense ones where it's like you'll get a shout out. You'll yeah. get Well, we do that. We do. For, not for, for Patreon. For Mandory's Excellent Adventure. Oh. oh, you do? Yeah. Well, I mean, we also do You, you we do, do other we stuff. We do bonus episodes, yeah. but also read their names. Yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. diff. Right. Yeah. I'm still on Kronstein. Kronstein. You know what? Get Bobby Fisher, put him in there. <laughs> Just chess Just, guys. Yeah, it's a real Kronstein. <laughs> Hugh Grant. Oh. Elon Musk. Hang on. Elon Musk. Peter Thiel. (laughs) How about Richard Schiff as Kronkstein? Hang on. Who's Richard Schiff? Richard Kind. No. (laughs) No. Who's your friend that likes to kill? (laughs) Bing bong, bing bong. Michael Stuhlbarg. Well, he can do anything. Yeah, he can. Yeah. Yeah. You're like a an even handsomer Michael Stuhlbarg. Well, that's nice. That qualifier is nice. But I do get that I look like him a lot, especially yeah. with this mess of a beard right now. <laughs> I'm just unfolding. Is the beard it. for a role? No, it's okay. just for... Uh, it's for his role as podcaster in Pasadena. Mm, it's, yeah, it, I should grow one then, it's too. It's for checking out until I'm ready to come back to life. <laughs> um who do we say for Kronstein? Do we get anyone? I'm I like that neither there. of us chase that down. <laughs> no, you don't need to. Kronstein. It's got to be a skinny guy. Uh, maybe that's problematic of me. It's got to be a skinny guy? No, it doesn't have to be a skinny guy. Does it have to be a white guy? It's got to be a real fat guy. Does it have to be a white guy? Um, Then I'm going to say... No, I lost it. Wow, we got quiet. Bill Hader. Sure, that's cru- I mean, he'd do an accent that yeah. we didn't ask for. I think Bill Hader. Ha- I mean, I didn't see Skeleton Twins, but I feel like he can bring the. Drama. Oh, I think he yeah. can act. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he can. All right, I'll allow us to move on. Bill Hader. <laughs> what about the line? Um, wait, first of all, this is the longest we go in the beginning without seeing James Bond. Do I say that in the first? Mm-hmm, Seventeen minutes. I say it? Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Is it that long? It's 17 minutes. You count it or you count it. Yeah. I forget. That's I mean, crazy. not counting the imposter bond. Right. Oh. Which you said you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> this is like doing a... This is a special episode. This is like episode. doing a podcast with a time traveler. Yeah. This exactly. is like doing a podcast what with a time traveler. What becomes of me? <laughs> oh, I, mean, I can't reveal that. That's, that would break do the I whole universe. and grow along <laughs> How often do we repeat? You don't that? feel checked out, though. You feel very present. Really? And very engaged. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you're, you're running then the I, ship. You're when I'm not checked console. out, I must be... St- Shooting aces. <laughs> Shooting aces <laughs> with Gorley. <laughs> um, so, wait. 
Where are we? Uh, how long did we go with that? We're only <laughs> 17 minutes. No, we're just jumped 45 around. Minutes. But let's talk about this. And I'm almost certain we talked about this before. But mm-hmm. the line when they're listening to the recording of Tatiana, where M and Bond were in Tokyo, implying that M's having an affair of some kind or like was fooling around. Or was fooling around with James Bond. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what Bond's referring to in Skyfall mm-hmm. when he talks to Silva. Oh, and he says, not my first. Yeah. Yeah. How, what makes M. you think this would be my first? Yeah. yeah. Maybe M like indoctrinates him mm-hmm. all his double O's. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Hey, he puts the double O in double O. That's Y'all right. know that's what I'm how, saying? That's how you the donut. Uh, salute for the Admiral. <laughs> the, double the donut. donut. <laughs> double donut. They need a donut, man. Um, I'm not a donut, man. I'm a donut, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jay-Z. Back to the train. Yeah. It's weird to have Bond offer money for his life. It is a a villainy thing to do. Like a petty villain thing to do. Well, no, when he says we'll pay you, we'll double double it. it. Yeah. I think it's kind of like maybe he'll take it, we'll take him in, and he'll debrief us on Spectre. No, but it's just. You felt like that was sincere? Yeah. Okay. I did. Oh. I always thought it was a. It was a setup to him opening the briefcase. No, because he's talking about MI6 paying him. This is before saying, yeah. I'll pay you the mm. the sovereigns for the cigarette. Yeah. I bet they have like like a like a petty cash like container. Like ransom in penny in money pennies drawer. Ransom fund. Yeah, and it's like, well I had to double what this guy was getting paid. Yeah. Do yeah. you have the cash? The whole device to get to him opening the briefcase was... It was a little convoluted or like... It was kind of a leap. Like, I liked how convoluted it was. Really? I forgot yeah, about Because you didn't you a year always, ago. You like, <laughs> now you can just start lying about this. I like this. to forget. <laughs> yeah. Like I forgot... Watching it this time, I forgot that the second briefcase was there. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I forgot that they, they had another double O. I forgot too. Um, so I liked the convolution there. I did, don't know how I felt then, but apparently differently. <laughs> did this make you want to carry around a briefcase instead of a backpack like we all do? <laughs> I've I've thought about that recently. Here's the problem. Yeah. I want to carry a briefcase and I want to wear suits, but I can't do it because I also don't want to be the type of person that like, like I'm not a type of person that like likes to be seen, like turn heads and go, oh, that man's wearing a three-piece suit to lunch. Sure. But, but I mean... I might wear them around the house. Right. But you have friends that probably dress a little <laughs> fancy like that, who's, and whose think, appeal isn't so people will notice me. But I think he likes or at least doesn't mind that kind of attention where right. I would be uncomfortable. Shy. Yeah. Shy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I have a total of 14 suits that are fitted 14. and tailored to me just by virtue of doing sidekick. Oh, a real aristocrat. And then doing after track. What's it like so to be part of the suits. 1%? I know. But I will ne- never wear drive? them unless I'm on that show. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have two Volvos. <laughs> <laughs> two Volvos. The car of the Swedes. I got... Um, I got three suits tailored and fitted, and then I lost 30 pounds, so I can't wear oh, them. Oh, <laughs> man. Why did you do that? Which stinks. I know. I screwed up. It was a pure depression. Why did you do it? Why did I lose How, 30 why pounds? Why did you lose 30 pounds? Running around in Pasadena. That's right. That'll do it to Every you. morning. Yep. Man. There was a stretch where I was walking between 15 to 20 miles a day. <laughs> Are you kidding? No. Where's That's the amazing. Where is the time? The time was like on lunches and running like... 
eight or nine miles in the morning, and then, yeah, I make the 10. I can't believe I didn't see you. When were you doing this? Uh, pretty much January of last year. Me since, too. Since then. Really? That's when I, because I was getting married in May, so I was running every single morning from New Year's Day up until May, and then I just let it all go to hell. I bet we passed each we other Magnolia style at some yeah, point. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, well, I used to do Rose Bowl every day, oh, which I, like, yeah, I, there and back from my house is like five miles flat. Okay. Do you ever go oh. to Rose Bowl? sometimes but not to walk around like just yeah. we drive around that area it's a nice drive yeah it's in um but you know what i'm realizing if you're coming across the bridge and turning right immediately on are you turning left oh you are turning left yeah on sam Raphael. Mm-hmm. Huh. yeah i should have seen it because <laughs> that's that mansion road why that are I love you guys run down it and look at all those friends crazy on houses. map my run i don't know wait can you be friends with people on map my run yeah Matt, my run? Yeah. Matt, my run. <laughs> Quick. I am your run. <laughs> I've I am always your been your run. Oh, that's a nice thought. Um, briefcases. Where the hell were we? Briefcases. Oh, briefcase town. I honestly think that it would hurt my arm, and I'd be like constantly switching. Like when I'm yeah. carrying a guitar case like a long distance, mm-hmm. like from one end of uh, the Rose Bowl to the, the other. Rose Bowl to the other after I purchased it at the flea market. <laughs> I jog and um, play at the same time, so I don't carry it. I just, it's I'm, just I'm, I find myself constantly like going like, how does anyone carry a fucking guitar for a long period of time? This Here's what I heavy. know I would do with a briefcase. I would just be swinging it the whole time back and forth, nice. like feeling the weight, like oh, the yeah. pendulum weight of it. Yeah. That, now that's So it time. would be, would it be in your mind full of yeah what do you got in there what would it be full of I, papers that's what i asked my dad what goes in a briefcase one time when someone had their briefcase stolen in the movie i was like who cares what's in there papers well nothing's <laughs> on paper anymore so for us right. we would put our like computers in there there'd just be an yeah. ipad in there or a cloud we put our clouds Ooh, in there yeah then you could really swing it mm. server farm <laughs> mobile server farm that reason the arm pain is why i only play ukuleles you don't deal with that. You right. get Put it over it. the shoulder. You, you barely you, notice you're it's good there. to go. You're you carry right. three. It's still less than one guitar. Jeez. Do you think James Bond plays instruments? Have we seen him play an instrument in a movie? Doesn't he seem like the type who could play a cello without any problem? A cello? He's, has he ever played a single instrument? Like he's never sat down at the piano. Doesn't he like sadly sit down at a piano one time? What am I thinking of? You're thinking of the episode of Frasier. <laughs> I guarantee you I'm not thinking of that. Oh, uh, good God, Martin. May you rest in peace. Late great John Mahoney. Mm-hmm. Does he never play a musical instrument? Well, again, see, this is territory he can explore in the next one. <laughs> I feel like there could be some sort of like musical puzzle that he has to solve. Yeah. Kind of like Mist or something, I yeah, guess, where he's like... La La Land. Yeah. <laughs> the I mean, musical he, puzzle that is La La Land. He does the. He makes a Beatles reference. That's as close as we get. Yeah. In this in this in, movie. No, in, in the Goldfinger. next one. And it's not good. He doesn't like them. He doesn't like no. the Beatles. No, he thinks listening to the Beatles without earmuffs is as bad as drinking a Dom Perignon sixty three without it being chilled to the right temperature. <laughs> but get you agree with yourself, that, right? snobby? Oh, a no, I one hundred percent agree. Right? It's a fifty five Dom. I don't know. <laughs> Get, oh man, that being chilled to the prop 32 yeah. degrees. That without is wild. Listening to the Beatles without earmuffs. James Bond canonically does not like the Beatles. I know. Correct. It's nuts. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> what else does he not like? 
Well, I mean, if you're going by that, he doesn't like the Rolling Stones. He doesn't like... <laughs> no, like stated things that James Bond doesn't like. He doesn't like tea. That's because Fleming doesn't like tea. Right. Uh, he doesn't like the Beatles. He does not like... What's the other English Obviously, thing? he does not like red wine with fish. You know what he doesn't like in this movie? Two women fighting, apparently. He well, likes two women. He's got to put a stop to that. He says, he says, make them stop. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> why? I don't know. I'm not saying why, like, let me watch them fight. But I think like, it's why? like, seriously, like, this is two gypsies are savages, and I've got to colonize this or something. I guess so. Yeah. That, was, that was a fun action. That, that shootout. It was fun watching Kareem blood himself I know. with that little and then when ketchup he takes packet. His, takes his other hand away, it's just dripping yeah. with blood. Ah, <laughs> I like that guy. He had a sweet smile. He was yeah. maybe my favorite character. Yeah, he's, I, he's a favorite of mine as we well. We need to rank the mentor allies. I know. We We've talked on. about that. Tiger yeah. Tanaka's way up there for me also. Yeah. So is this guy. Yeah. Has he ever had a female just buddy in the movie besides Money Penny? Did he ever? Well, Q. I mean, not Q. Um, uh, M. Judy yeah, M. but they're not buddies. No, they're not buddies. I think they're buddies. They clearly slept together. They're good buddies. Does he ever sleep with Michelle Yeoh? In, in. I think at the end they end up getting together. Just about at the, the very stuff. end. Because Mary Goodnight in Man with the Golden Gun kind of seems like that. I know they get it on, but it's oh, and there's the. Uh, young skater in for your eyes only that's too young for him and so well that's <laughs> she like 12 or something yes Close. really she's like 15 oh, well then good she's no uh, she's like 17 but like or 18 the character though right isn't the character like supposed to be like 15 yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know if she's supposed right. to be 15 anyway she yeah. like is like oh james bond and mm-hmm. he's like Yes, yes. I can't do anything with you, but I will have someone much younger than you chronologically. (laughs) Chronologically. Chronologically. I'm so tired. Welcome to the podcast, you guys. Oh, here's one thing. When they were making their sex tape, I didn't... I thought that it was a setup from Itanya to make the sex tape. I didn't know that she didn't know about it either. Yeah. 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 She was innocent throughout the whole thing. Was that their move, though? They, did they plan on getting him into the honeymoon suite? I'm only looking at Kevin because I'm wondering if I asked this question before. Yeah, uh, you did ask the question before. <laughs> and it was about, like, how the manager reacted. Like, he seemed surprised, but if that was part of the plan, then why was he surprised? He played did it Did we really way. talk about that? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So how did we end it? Uh, you guys prayed for each other and uh, <laughs> just future success in the podcast and your lives. <laughs> I think that's how you guys ended it. Uh, I don't know if I made it to the end, actually. I don't think we should do this podcast anymore. What? What do you mean? I feel like we've done it. No, No, come on. There's a new thing. For one thing, we didn't have Kevin before. This is crazy. I'm new. He's a time traveler. Do you mean this episode or the podcast? Because I did not come in here to make the argument for you guys to stop. First of all, you came in here and gave me a lot of hope. I was like, wow, these Patreon episodes would be a lot of fun. I'd love to talk about Star Wars. You will. And then then you were just like, no, Matt, your brain works the same way it has for the last five years. That's okay. That's consistency of character and integrity. Yeah. (laughs) Mine works the same way, too. I just remember what I think I said, and I don't. I just, I say the same things, but before every time I do it, I say, I think I said this last time, but. Oh, do you know what the huge difference is in this episode and other episodes that that we've done? Is that I do not have my notes 
Where are your notes? They're in my uh, phone, which is in my car. Oh. We've ruined everything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I used to take copious notes for the podcast I do, and then... And then you stop. stop? I stopped oh, because I felt notes, like it was easier to. You know what the notes know. my notes are? What? My notes are all of the notes from the first time we did it, oh. <laughs> so that I know so what not go. to talk about. I really want to try yeah. it with no notes. I've taken notes every time, but they are getting less and less because I just want to enjoy it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Again, it's like a from Russia with love group hang. For instance, here's something you guys didn't talk about the first episode. Okay. First movie, I think you don't talk about it. First movie scored by John Barry. That's interesting. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's right. Wait, why is that interesting? Because he's like the Bond composer. Like yeah. like Giacchino when he did Incredibles. Would, actually, I think Barry was going to compose Incredibles, then he died, and Giacchino stepped in, so he did it like all as an homage to Barry's stuff, so there's so much Bond DNA, if you listen to the Incredibles soundtrack. Yeah, in that no score. doubt. Um, I hope the Incredicoaster has some of that score. Incredicoaster? Is that a new ride it's coming? Kind of, it's a you know how you know how they they turned Paradise Pier into Pixar Pier over at uh, Disney's California Adventure opening this summer. Oh, I did not God. know that. Well, Are now you, you now you do? Do you guys go to Disneyland a lot? I haven't been in over. Either. I don't. I used to work there, so I've seen enough. Yeah. What what were you? Were you Goofy? <laughs> <laughs> I did a bunch of shows. You're thinking there, of Scott like, Ackerman? Oh, that's he right. was Goofy. Yeah, that's right. Amanda was a princess. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, which one? Uh, Cinderella, uh, Mary Poppins, and uh, Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. <laughs> the frog princess. The princess and the frog princess. Yeah. Uh, Whose name is Tatiana? I don't know. From Russia with, with love. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. We. What's the end of this movie? <laughs> The end, the end, you know, this movie ends four times. This movie ends... It does... You there's think, you there's think, the train. Train fight, you're done. You think, okay, Boat. Oh, plane. Like, yeah, no. Train fight, we're great. Plane, uh, helicopter situation, you're like, oh, boy, how's it getting out of this one? Uh, I don't like the edit where his hat has fallen off. Oh, yeah, I noticed that today. And I'm just like, did too. the explosion blow his hat off? Well, let us see that. I don't like James Bond with a hat, if I'm being it, honest. Yeah, I'm the no, same. He, you know, originally, just he was a big hat guy. You know, yeah, but barely because <laughs> big well, he, hat. He likes to take it off and throw it on money. <laughs> Ten fans. gallon hat, James. It's Bond. funny. He's Sombrero. working. For, he's a member of Big Hat. Uh, <laughs> him and Amy Sherman Palladino. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so then it's the boat scene. The boat scene where they lit people on fire. <laughs> and by the way, those in real life that are like yeah. diving in. Are on fire. Are on it's crazy. They are. And they're just like, they're diving into burning oil. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Good but, job, James. You know what? And then it ends, which I like, it ends with a smaller scene in the hotel. Yeah. Where Francis McDormand yes. tries to kill him. Yeah. And then you find out, you find out I, Tanya, really, because I was waiting for the turn the whole time. You thought she was going to betray him? Oh, the whole time. Seriously? Yeah, I think, well, maybe because of Casino Royale and how oh, that played out, I was like, oh, oh. like it's got to happen. Yeah. Oh, I don't mean to tangent, mm-hmm. but have you guys watched um, Babylon Berlin? No. It's this- On Netflix? Yes. It's a German series. It's so good, mm-hmm. and I don't want to say anything, but there is a- moment in this show that is so casino royale you'll know it when you see it oh yeah yeah but that show is 
I so hope good. I watch this movie and there's just, just nothing. one scene. It's of a them TV playing show, Texas right? Hold'em. No. <laughs> He's right. Writes it. This is just it like was right there. You'll know exactly what it is. And if you're watching and you're like, did I see it? You haven't seen it. Does Mads Mikkelsen whip someone in the nuts yeah, in this it, team? It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a machete fight in a stairwell. <laughs> yeah. uh, that show is really good. You guys never. It's it's uh, and don't watch it with the dubbing. Put the subtitles. Yeah, in. you got to get those yeah. subtitles. You want to hear their acting. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's literally yawning off mic guys, at this guys. point. Off, off mic. I like how you pulled the mic away. You didn't even make it sound. <laughs> That's a podcast pro. Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't want to yawn. Again, a combined probably 2,000 hours of podcasting in the room. That's right. I mean, we're, we're tired men. <laughs> We've podcasted for our whole lives, basically. For our whole lives. How we, many years we, podcasting? We've done this for 10,000 hours. I, how many years have you guys well, podcasted well. now? I started my first one... In 2014, so the I'm the youngest. Four years. Yeah. Matt? Uh, 2008. Ten years. Ten years. And I'm at 12. So we got... Uh, 30? 30, 26 hour... 26 years of podcasting. Wow. Wow. That's that great. And that's so not accounting... Depressing. I mean, no, it's good. Yeah. It's good. And this will be one of the historical artifacts... Do you ever think about what happens to these when we're all dead? Uh, I've thought about they disappear. my child finding they them. Oh, really? Finding them? Well, I thought, of, I thought the about like, the idea of like if my <laughs> wife and I are ever lucky enough to actually conceive a child, the fact that that child will hear or could if they wanted to, if they chose to, go back and listen to his, his or her mother and I yeah, that's going pretty through amazing. years of trying to have this child. Yeah. It's crazy to me. That's cool, though. Yeah, that's that crazy because it's not like you. It's not like you spending hours saying, "I hope we don't have a child. I don't want it." It's like you wanting that. Well, yeah. there's also like periods of time where, like, should we just get another dog? Like, there's, <laughs> like that happens too. Sure. And the dog will listen to the podcast, and he's like, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think that's great, and I and I think about that every time I podcast or guest on someone's podcast. I think, what will my children think of this episode? Yeah. <laughs> And what this I one said on specifically. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jeremiah, don't forget to wash your hair. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah. Yep. Uh, uh, Jasper. <laughs> Jasper, Jeremiah. And go to bed. Jebediah. Little, little tiger to knock on Irish or freer. <laughs> Make your fucking bed, Jasper. Jasper? I ain't going to tell you again. Uh-huh. Take a bath. I love how we teeth. all became Southern in our uh, old age. <laughs> Jasper. Do we rate the, so the movies? So your dad likes to eat a sandwich, a full sandwich. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> uh, we rate from zero, 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 zero to 007 being best. Oh, so it's like zero, it's double one, Scale two, of zero three, four, to seven. seven. But yeah. if you need some point fives, you can have them. Okay, or, I appreciate you know, maybe that. Maybe a Thank point you. two five. I mean, we haven't anybody... We hadn't anybody go more than a point five. So if I was like, if I said I'm gonna give it the Boromir, you guys know yeah. what that means. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Or pie, or, or pie, <laughs> or a Fibonacci. Yeah. Wait, the Boromir, like from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but doesn't he play 006? Oh, <laughs> you're giving it to Sean right. Bean. That's right. Yeah. 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 Isn't it? Isn't that Sean Bean? You're right. Lord of the Rings. I don't know. You no, hate it. That's exactly right. Yeah. Is that the 006 is a Boromir? Okay. Gotcha. That's great. I'll give it a Boromir. 
Because yeah. I like the Hitchcockian slow burn uh, and the linearity. I thought you had said a boring year. No. And I was very confused. But then I, when you said Lord of the Rings, my brain Rolodex 006, I was like, oh, it's Sean Bean. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Which one have you guys seen the least? Seen the least? The uh, James Bond movie. You've oh, seen which movie have we seen the least? Yeah, because you've probably seen them all. World is not enough. Okay. Yeah. You've seen Die Another oh, Day right more now, than Lord right now. Right now it's Spectre. Right now it's Spectre for me. Wow. Oh, I wonder if it, it might be for me like, too. Yeah. yeah, you may be right. It but but no, I'd still sooner watch Spectre over a world is not enough. The author of all your pain. Welcome, James. <laughs> Hello, James. <laughs> Here's a glass of milk. <laughs> yes, master. Oh boy. Okay. All right. What Double? are you giving it, Matt? Oh. That's our first Woo! 007, isn't it? just happened? 007! <laughs> boop, boop, boop. <laughs> wow. How's it feel? It feels like it was a long time coming. <laughs> yeah. It was bound to happen. And uh, if we watched this or Casino Royale at some point, it was going to happen. And quite frankly, I'm delighted yeah. to issue our first 007 rating to a movie. I'm going 006.5. Whoa! Wow! That's so I had the highest lowest ranking. Yeah. yeah, but this has got to be the highest rated one yet. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because what order are you doing the movies in now? We uh, just get rando. To pick them. We, we get pick them. Pick turns. We pick em. picking. Yeah, great. In fact, you're here for right now when Matt gets to choose the next one. Oh, that's I, right. I can't wait. Do you, you want to try to influence him at all? Or? Yeah, do Moonraker. <laughs> it's already been <laughs> done. Okay, <laughs> we just did it. Do die another day. We've done we it. We just did it. I think I'll die another day. Although, which is worse, that or the writing's on the wall? Hard to say. Hard to say. <laughs> yeah. But because of the refrain uh, bridge where um, Madonna says Sigmund Freud. Analyze <laughs> uh, this. this. It cannot be unseated. You have to work really hard to unseat that. I karaoke'd Skyfall last week and I didn't know that that was a karaoke song that I can do. That, yeah. Because I have a limited range of karaoke songs and that one just... You can hit that note? For some reason I can't. Although I can't do the bridge very well. Mm. It's just somehow in my... Key. The, I have a weird singing key so like high songs that seem high and impressive I can do but I can't do normal songs. I think the bridge melody is weird too. Yeah. Whereas the chorus and verse of Skyfall, the bridge is like it's like yeah. it's almost nothing. Yeah. I have been looking at Moscow time this whole time not realizing how long we've been doing this podcast. <laughs> Real quick though, did you guys cover the Sam Smith continually stepping in it after he won the Oscar? For writings on the wall, which what I can't you, believe no, he what did. Mean? What do you mean? So he so he wins for writings on the wall yeah. somehow uh-huh. that year, <laughs> and he says, "Oh, it's an honor." As he does an interview later, like as the first gay man yeah. to win an Oscar, he's not the first gay man. Oh, not even to close. win an Oscar. Yeah. Uh, is he saying that he is? Yeah. So he said he was. Does he mean like song, song singer? No, he thought he was just Ever? the first gay man. Because and he well, said Kevin Spacey. Yeah, yeah. Well, now and then Ian McKellen. Yeah, he said, oh, because Ian McKellen told me I was, and then he was like, oh, whoops, my bad. Oh, and because it was Ashman or Mankin, whichever one died of AIDS from that duo yeah. and he said well i hope he's proud of me too and then someone had to tell him that he was dead 
So he said, like, oh, well, I'm sure he's great and we can talk about it sometime. Oh so it's just like just like slipping on six banana peels getting off stage. <laughs> is that all? That's all in one press interview? No, it, this is over uh, the course of like a week. I was hoping that was unfolding just one after the other. Maybe it was. I bet, but he oh. made the claim the night of and then God. that transpired. Yeah, he's. Yeah. He did it. He Writing's did it. on the wall for his career. Now we're, me. now we're talking. <laughs> Matt. Yeah. We have a treat coming up. Holy shit. We have, a, we, have a, we have a fun adventure to go on together. Is this the next format? Guests. This is going to be the next ep- the next movie. Okay. Two weeks. Yeah, we're going to watch two weeks from this evening. Wow. Uh Give me lead us, you know, delicately into us. Give us a little. Well, hint. you know, you know I thought about this a little bit while we were yeah. talking about directors over the course of our uh, time together uh, last week's episode, and uh, we hit one. And when we talked about this movie, we both decided that, you know, we should watch it again. And uh, boy, if that if that uh, writer strike hadn't happened, what would that movie be? Wait a minute. You can't do this because we're, we we promised we would do back to back, back to back, guys. So, then the movie is actually going to be the one Matt has seen the least. Respect <laughs> the world is not enough. Have we done it? Oh, yeah, we've done when it. When did we do it? We I picked it like right away to get it's it. It's so tired. Out he of tried the way. to get it out of the way. This I'm is so an honor to be here you know for the is? process. This is like <laughs> literally. This is literally me dancing around, not wanting to do Thunderball, but feeling like we should do Thunderball. But wait, you were going to do but Quantum of Solace? Is that yes. why I picked? Oh yeah, we can't do that. Yeah, we can't do it because. But you should probably casino. I mean, just thinking. I don't want to tell you how to pick, but we haven't. We got a lot of more is left. It's is it weird that I saved them like they're delicious? No, desserts? I understand that. Like they're delicious desserts. He, he's your number one. No, I just like they're they're the easiest to watch because they're just, they're like, just so like digestible. Yeah, they're like junk food. Yeah, fun, goofy. They're the Doritos of yeah. James Bond movies. The, okay, yeah, but the the crunchy ones, not the lady Doritos. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah, not the lady. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. the lady oh Doritos, yeah. have we seen the property of a lady? No. This go around. No, we haven't. Ladies and gentlemen, that means that the next film you'll be watching along with us is Octopus. That's exciting. And we have a guest who really wants to be on this who does not live here, but said that they would fly down What? to do it. Now, I, I don't want to say who it is in case they, for some reason, can't, and I don't want to hold them to them because that's... Meryl. She's she but, fly. She's right over there. No, but yeah. she literally flies like a crow. Yeah, what are you talking about? But I will I will contact She's this person and see if they are still interested. <laughs> well, there you go, everybody. That's okay. quite a tease. Uh, octopusy. 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 Kevin, where can people find you? Oh, at Kevin T. Porter on all platforms. It was a joy to have you. I hope you'll come back and do... What, if you delight. could do an in-between episode, any uh, topic, what would you do? Ooh, I mean, we could talk about scores and stuff if one. you guys want to get that granular. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys already did songs. We get real yeah. granular. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be a problem. Uh, no, I'm sure we'd come up with a fun format. We've talked about yeah. rating which suit was the best. Best like, cinematographers. Oh, best, that's a good one. How about the best second line of a James Bond movie? <laughs> like, not the first line, but then what's the best second line? Oh. Or the best closing scene? 
perhaps? Oh, oh we haven't done that. That done. is actually good. That's a good those idea. Those are kind of downbeats anyway. And if you give me enough heads up, I'll watch them all before coming back. But how many are just him doing a pun with a lady in bed? That's the beauty of yeah. it. Yeah. You're going to find out. Topic. That's a great topic. Yeah. We have to remember that. Octopus. I think that's the one. We'll bring you back for Closing that scenes. And you don't great. even have to watch the whole movie. You could just watch. The- just fast forward <laughs> 25 times. Yeah. I'm sure it's available on YouTube. Yeah. Sure. Some sort of mega hit of all the uh, last I think I already know the best one. I know the worst one. Yeah. yeah. And we'll With see if worst- it's the same. Yeah, that's a great, <laughs> that's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, you're a joy. Uh, always a pleasure. Podcast. Thank you, gentlemen. It was a pleasure. To, I listened to this show well before you guys asked me to be on, so well, it's my pleasure you know, to do it. I thought you were going to say, I listened to this show well before you guys did it. <laughs> Again, proof, he, Kevin is a time traveler. I'm That's trying right. to be. Yeah. Struggle. He heard this episode before it even happened. <laughs> you said that on the last episode, too. <laughs> Good night, everybody. James Bonding will return. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast. Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Jesus! I mean, Jazos! (laughs) Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 